The intermediate line advises a language and concept warning for the entire show. Hey guys and girls, this is Late Mac Fly Archie here. Welcome to the School of the Intermediate Line. Here's your host, Christopher One Waver Adams, and the Dark Lord Voltsmort to talk to you about the dark arts of fly fishing. This episode of The Intermediate Line is brought to you by Manic Tackle Project, the only company who knows fly fishing as well as you do. And Beast Brushes, Australian-made brushes and dubbing, professionally graded natural materials, plus a full shop for all of your fly tying needs at beastbrushes.com. But yeah, no, normally how we work is we just we just start talking and um, we've just learned to realise that as soon as we've got a plan, we yep. plan to fail. Yep. Yeah. It's harder to stick to a plan than just to just to roll with it, eh? We just gotta yeah, yeah, we gotta we gotta think of the seven P's. Oh Ed, yeah, what are, what are the seven P's, mate? Uh piss poor preparation provides piss poor performance. There you go. There you go. Hey Axel, a couple more things, mate. Um, yeah, try to avoid dead air. And just sort of... Valti, um, um, you're yeah. actually uh, helping avoid the dead air right now as the time is rolling on. I don't know if you've noticed the devil button has been pressed. The devil button. The other, the other bit of advice is just laugh at all of Chris's jokes. They're generally funny. But <laughs> just go there because he gets... Feels a, lot of, feels a lot of dead air. But, yeah. okay, so listeners, mate, welcome, mate, mates, mates, mates. Can I have your attention, mates? That was for the international uh, listeners that hear us say mate all the time we do say mate mate so listen mates on the show tonight we're episode 96 and we've got australia's latest up and coming young rising talent in fly tying axel calvert how are you axe good thank you mate thank you for having me both of you mate mate thank you for thank you for coming on the show it's uh it's something we've been saving for close to the 100th episode because it has been a a uh, uh part of the premium guest list that we have you know written on a gold tablet and kept in a safe place <laughs> and from lost we lost that when I mean, we lost it and we remembered that you were on it so we're glad that we thought of giving you a call yeah. you're either too kind or full of shit so there's a little bit of column a a little bit of column b <laughs> no no uh, i appreciate the invite yeah it's good hey, hey, to having a good chat yeah man thanks for coming on um a lot of people will be sitting there at home scratching their heads, their nuts or whatever, and then just saying, who's Axel? Where can we find out more about him? So mm. um, drop us your, your socials, man. Where can we find you? No, definitely. Thank you. 
Thank you, Jeff. Um, I'm freehand flies. That's probably probably what most people know me by on Instagram. It's since I've sort of stepped onto the, the social media scene of fly fishing. I've been at it for, I don't know, 10 plus years at least since I was a kid, but I'm fairly new to social media. So I'm freehand flies everywhere, Facebook, Instagram. If anyone wants to check out my stuff or order a few flies. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I can tell you that they're pretty good, man. They're um, they're yeah. they're, they're they're better than Volties. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. What was that? Was that canned clapping? Was it or like? Sure was, mate. I wouldn't do it in a dodgy. What <laughs> <laughs> other drops have you got lined up there? Well, I just I'm just giving Volts a night off. He said, laugh at anything Chris says. It's you know. Good production. Isn't that right, Bolts? <laughs> uh, hey, Axel, tell us a bit about yourself, mate. Where do you live? Uh, so, yeah, I live north of Adelaide in South Australia, yep. where it's, I don't know, pretty cold this time of year, so fishing is pretty quiet, but no, there's still still some, some fish to be caught around the place, but yeah, no, you, not as many as... What do you uh, So, oh, my bread Dang, and butter what is... What were you, you going to say? That? Not as many as what, sorry? Not as many as up that way. <laughs> You're more than welcome to come to a holiday to southeast Queensland where everyone wants to go and fishes on their holidays, mate. In amongst the pros, if you like. Uh, it must be, yeah. That's how good it is. Yeah. Bumper to bumper up there this time of year. Or any time yeah. of year, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> mate, but no, yeah. mate, yeah, to, to answer Volta's question, yeah, my bread and butter species are just the usual estuary stuff that we have around the place here. Brim or light flat stuff like i do a lot of whiting fishing i really really enjoy that being able to sight fish on the flats yeah but yeah that that and yeah there's always a lot of flathead and salmon bycatch when doing that but that's my my closest to home is the whiting flats Boy. that and is yeah impoundments for perch and the old yellow belly callop yeah yeah that's it <laughs> do you feel as though you've listed everything to do in south australia right now <laughs> Yeah, with the exception of what you might do with lures. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Axel, do you ever get down to Onka Paringa? I do. That's, yeah, that's sort of the local brim fishery, definitely. Are you kidding me? Wow. Are you telling me that Dave Little wasn't making that up? No, no, he speaks some truth. Is that, was that, is that a real place, is it? <laughs> the Onka Paringa, yeah. Is it Onka Paringa or Onka Paringa? Onka, Onka Paringa, with a G oh. at the end. There you go. With a G. Onka Paringag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, the Onka Paringag does have good good brim and school mulloway as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Good little fishery. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Hey, yeah, no, Dave, Dave described it as a pretty good little estuary, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty neat, he said. It's um, got a lot of, lot of everything in there, lots of structure, and uh, yeah, he loves it. Obviously, could, couldn't get enough of it and, and kept going back. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a couple of hours south of sort of where I am, or a few hours sort of. Yeah, it's an hour south of sort of Adelaide. So yeah, right. it's a yeah. There's estuaries closer to me, sort of north of Adelaide, that I fish more than that. So yeah. if I'm looking at a at a map of South Australia, what would your nearest notable town be, mate? Um, probably. Um, I mean Adelaide, but that's that's an hour away. But yeah, yeah. I live in near, near a town called Gawler in the Barossa Valley. We yeah, make a lot of wine around around my way. You, are you saying that it's because you have to drink around there? Or? 
I think that's, yeah, that's bugger all else to do. Fishing <laughs> I probably yeah. just uh, eliminated most of my customer base from South Australia in the first 10 minutes of this podcast. I apologize. I know it's a beautiful part of the world. But just like... I, don't think, I don't think they're joking themselves, though. <laughs> <laughs> I will leave them alone, mate. But, you know, yeah, like it's, uh, it does sound like... There's some good fishing to be had if you know where to do it, definitely. What sort of... Is that where you've started fishing, Axe? Uh, yeah, I mean, I started, I don't know, fishing bait and then lures as a kid, the way most people do. And then yep. um, <clears throat> I was born in New Zealand, so I, go, I used to go back there once a year to see family. And that's how I learned to fly fish, is mm-hmm. fishing lures as a teenager. But the lures weren't as good as the fly, for, you know, catch more trout on fly. So that worked. Yep. That's it. So you cut, and cut then your teeth, you fly fishing on, on the, sorry, I mate, go. No, yeah. no, carry on. But yeah, I was going to say, you, you cut your teeth on, uh, with fly fishing on trout in the in the land of the long white cloud yeah is that what you're saying yeah that, that's it yeah and i would i don't know then turn to doing some estuary fishing but not having as much success and doing more yeah just sticking to the freshwater through my teenage years and i've done more salt water in recent years mm. yeah been fly fishing for a long time then been around it for a while yeah yeah about 13 years i think yeah since yeah, cool. I was about 13 yeah yep all oh, right that's it. yeah that, that tells us you're 27 then right that's it Good man. <laughs> I'm surprised you picked up because Valti's usually pretty quick to tell me you're you're out, mate. <laughs> I'm just googling tour dates of Guns and Roses <laughs> and, uh, 20, 28 years ago in Zealand. They were in New Zealand twenty eight years ago. Is that what yeah? Is it is it true? That, were, that was two years early, mate. <laughs> Your maths is just as bad then. What? Was no, it? I think you'd have to check Australia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, look. yeah and it, no and then i turned to I turned to fly tying quite quickly after learning to fly fish when i learned that commercially brought flies were crap about you know the first time i went fly casting and they fell apart so mm-hmm. yeah and I've, so i've been fly tying for about as long as i've been fishing as well yeah sweet ass mm-hmm. that's pretty good the two the two things go hand in hand i actually think you know, they they um, enhance your enjoyment of, of fly fishing if you can tie your own flies. And likewise, you know, the <clears throat> enjoyment of of fly tying, um, you know, increases if, if you, you know, if you fish a lot, obviously, you get that satisfaction of using what you're tied and you can see, you know, the reason why you do different things. But um, I think, you know, th- those things go naturally go, go hand in hand. But I also think the best fly tires are generally ones who, who you know, have a wide base of fly fishing experience to draw from too yeah and that's i don't know something you guys sort of stick to very much on the show and it's something i believe as well it's something i try to follow too yeah the, you know, the tying follows the fishing and it's very true yeah but like i mean as like we also said on the show to sort of add to what you're saying there vaults i mean uh people shouldn't feel like they're missing out either by not tying their own flies i mean look at yourself vaults you can tie flies but you you'll buy flies because it's oh, tight yeah. but you're you've got a thorough thorough understanding of what goes in and what's needed to go into it to make a good fly and what you want exactly and you can be able to tell a professional like axel or something what you want basically yeah. eh? so that that understanding of fly tie, fly fly tying shouldn't be uh you know overlooked from people that are aspiring into get into fly fishing or people that have may have mm. put it off for too long you know like just to understand that aspect of um of fly fishing that that being you know understanding those flies or how flies are made and what that what that means in the water. Yeah, yeah, that's, I think that's, I think that's what, um, yeah, what we're sort of getting at. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, 
no, I understand. It's um, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I just got this random text from this dude who just said Snowtown. Why would anyone send me that right now? It's <laughs> <laughs> so weird. <laughs> I don't know, but whoever sent it, I tell you, it was just like it was it was it was too hard to ignore through the show whilst we're recording a professional podcast. There is no way that another professional podcaster would have sent me that. There is no way in the world. Doesn't yeah. doesn't make hey. sense. <laughs> that's, another, that's another couple of hours further north, right? Is it? Not that far, yeah. What's is wrong with that place? Someone just sent me a picture of a forty-four gallon drum just then. <laughs> what? Come on, man. There's fuck all else to do in South Australia, right? <laughs> so what you're telling me is without the fishing, you just get a couple of drums and make your own fun. Is that what you're saying? That's it, you know. Things, make some questionable choices. Oh, if that person's listening, can that person please not send me text messages uh, through the show? It just said another one, which I am not fucking repeating at all. But I will give you this. It's... um. Oh. Very funny. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I can't. I can't believe that there's a random listener out there who knows we're recording right now and knows what we're talking about. Or yeah. Who <laughs> I don't know, man. It's weird. So I'd say you've been hacked again, dude. Yeah. <laughs> random, eh? Yeah. Random. random. They'd hack you, then text me. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it's on accident. It's never happened before. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. oh, man. There's the mind boggles. There's about thirty odd people that I could imagine who it could be, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, uh, you know, it's pretty interesting to, to talk to uh, you know, like to have you on, Axel, and, and talk a bit of fly tying. We talked a bit of fly tying last week, but we were gonna, you know, we were we were gonna um, plan on bringing up a few things, I suppose, on the show, and, and um, in regards to fly tying uh, over the next course of the next few sort of. Uh, um, What's the word I'm looking for? The beginning of the show? Intros. There we go. Fucking nailed it, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, we, we can get to that. But uh, but in the meantime, I want to hear this story of, of, of Hen's Teeth and Volty went fishing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, Hales as, you, <laughs> as you know, I, I love my Saratoga fishing. And, um, and land. And lamp, I love lamp. I've been I've been hitting uh, a few of the a few uh, impoundments um, locally. You know, some of them, some of them not well known, and and uh, and some are. Anyway, this this particular one we went to, um, we've done really well. I, I think you know we've had a good run of success. But this was our first donut uh, in in long time. Like you know, some like I don't know a dozen or more trips, except. Except it was um, notable for two things. Um, a really, really cold morning. I think when we got out, stepped out of the car, it was like six degrees at sunrise, which is it was pretty <clears throat> pretty cool for uh, for me. It's the first morning this year I've worn tracky dacks, and um, yeah, I know. And uh, yeah, and the we caught uh, well, mate Kyle caught a turtle. Um, it's the first first fucking turtle we've caught in years man like uh this turtle came up and ate the fly it was incredible it ate it off the top actually the fly landed and and it was just sort of very slowly sinking to give you an idea of our techniques uh this time and time of year and this thing uh this turtle just fucking made a beeline for it ate the fly um somehow the the fly got impaled behind its uh behind its neck and just below the skin just below the skin um the shell where the where the, the neck meets the shell and uh yeah and 
where we landed this this turtle and unhooked it and released it. Yeah, he's back on his way, but yeah. Um, what did you catch it on? Sorry. Oh yeah. So uh, you can. Oh, add no, I'm sorry, new... I didn't. Yeah. No, did no, you no, say? Did you mention what you caught it on? You caught I had to on step a, away uh, from the mic, mic for a second. Yeah. No. No. I'm glad you brought this up. I'll say. <laughs> caught it on a uh, on one of your Jesus leeches. So. Oh, um, Are you serious? Yeah, I, everything eats it, mate. <clears throat> yeah. 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 I'm gonna. I'm gonna just gone down. It's just gone down a rung now as a um, as a performance thing. No, no. I think I think when you get up to Hinchy later in the year, you should probably try throwing one at a permit, mate. I reckon. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Sick. Just throw it, man. Just throw it. In yeah. Australia's best turtle fly slash permit fly. You reckon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Makes perfect fucking sense, Volts. I tell you what else. I um, you know, one show we talked about something rather I don't know untasteful. Um, you know, sometimes you got to go. Um, oh yeah, are you talking yeah. about you talking about snapping one off, mate? Are you? Yeah, yeah, I know. Probably talking about that morning, that morning brown. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, dropped a. Uh, it turns like I dropped. I was given the mission of of securing uh, warm food and and uh, beverages before I got to the boat ramp. Did you bring and, a picnic rug? Sounds pretty organised. Nah, nah, man. Just two sausage rolls, one for me, one for my mate. Yep. And um, and some coffees, man. And I I thought, no, nah, I'm going. I'm going double shot. You know, I'm going to need. It's pretty oh, cold. Rookie mistake. Yeah, man. Empty tummy. Um, you know, had the, down the coffee, then the sausage roll, and um, yeah, that that thing had a an instant effect on me, and um, couldn't. I, I battled it bravely for about five minutes, and then the, the pain became crippling. And um, I was. Did, did you have to do the statue? Like it got so bad that you're like, and there's nowhere to go. You just like. And you stop, and you're either just clenching your ass cheeks, you know that one, and you're because oh, you're yeah. on a boat. Oh, you know yeah. there's going to be a certain amount of time before you get to the bank. Did that happen to you? Did you do the yeah, statue? I felt like I was on. Yeah, I felt like I was on a on a on a um, on a timeline, man. And um, and it was <clears> limited <throat> anyway. I made made it up the bank and. Um, Go on this of, time. Yeah, no, I came home without a pair of jocks. There was no paper on board. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good ones too, man. Yeah, they were those new bamboo ones. I love them. Yeah. So comfy. Yeah. <laughs> you mean you having a stick up your ass, eh? <laughs> bamboo undies. Get it? You see what oh, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Canned laughter, yeah. please. Cue. Yeah. Hey? Cue the canned laughter. Oh, hold on. Wait a minute. I'm going to edit this, okay? All right, go. Hang on. You're right, because this would have been new meaning to having a stick up your ass, eh? <laughs> I like this new edition. I think it's cool, man. Can't believe we haven't had it earlier. I know. Yeah, I, I was gonna get ready. I wasn't wasn't used to it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah, look, uh riveting stuff, Vault. So you caught it you caught it. So in fact, you were turtle handing and you caught a turtle. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, eh? Oh. The hits keep coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Mm. Did the turtle go hard or did it? Yeah, the turtles did, go. A turtles go harder than Toga. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> and Toga go all right. You, know, you might need to drink more water, mate, if it got hard. It was hard. Anyway, joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, so I put a. Did you catch it or did uh, did your mate Kylo catch it? Yeah, Kylo ran caught it, mate. He, yep. uh, he's he's the master at, at catching uh, catching turtles. Yeah. Yep. So. Mm. Yeah. Did it chase it? What kind of turtle <coughs> was it? A long neck or a saw shell? 
Um, or a mare river. It was neither. It was one of those, uh, I think they call them um, a Kreft's tortoise. It's a type of short neck. It's got these little yellow marks behind its ears. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. I just, yeah, yeah right. Um, short cool. Neck. They probably wouldn't yeah. have chased it down. No, here's the thing, though. If you get those, um, the long necks are real real savages, hey. I always they'll, think, they'll chase it down, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But when you when you get them in the boat, you got to watch them long necks. I do two things to try and. Like, you know, obviously they they've got a better ability to to bite. Yeah, when you're trying to unhook them, but they one of their defense mecha- mechanisms is they piss everywhere. So yeah. yeah, yeah, just be careful with your long necks, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, that's not what happens when after after you have a few long necks, eh? You just piss everywhere. <laughs> oh, mate, the dad jokes are just coming out. <laughs> 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 oh, I'll put that away. I won't do that anymore. Anyway, Axel, do you get turtles down there, mate? South Australia? Yeah, we do. I'm not sure of the species if we have the saw shell like you do up there. But yeah, we know we definitely get, get the turtles and the impoundments around the river. Yeah, see them around. I've never had one go for a fly, though, but that'd be something. Yeah, yeah. They're not as aggressive as these southern turtles. The long necks are the only ones that I've seen that'll, um, that'll go they'll go a fly, but they're not fun. Not cool. You wouldn't target them. They don't taste any good. I've tried. <laughs> the row is terrible. Yeah. Yeah, they stay in their lane too, the, the turtles. Yeah, mm. Pull their heads in. Yeah. So what do you mean? What have you been tying lately, Axel? Sorry, Volts. I just, um, for some reason, I got bored with that conversation. But uh, Yeah, that's right. What have you been tying lately, Axel? <laughs> um, I got half and halves on the menu at the moment. I'm half and half. I suppose I was, yeah, uh, inspired by one of your recent ties a little bit. But yeah, yeah so I've been getting comfortable with that one. Yeah, mine's not a, a mine's, mine's not a proper half and half, eh? You know, like it's um, it's my no, my weird like mu- my weird yeah. mutation that I that I made before realizing that the <laughs> you know, like I didn't I didn't I didn't have the internet to check it around. I just thought that's what it was, you know. But um, um, but yeah, man, they they seem to go right. Clouser. Sorry, not a feathered clouser. It is a half and half. What's a feathered clouser? That's just a <laughs> that upside down deceiver. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just made it like a, like a deceiver. I just, that's how I, just, that's how I that's thought it. it was. But, um, but I was apparently yeah, so wrong. I've been, I've been yeah. using, using some of the Nyat from, from base brushes. Um, oh yeah, I've heard of that place. On these, on these half and halves, yeah, they got some good new products. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, mate, with the, uh, with your bucktail flies and stuff like that, and even with the Nyat, like, what, what thread are you using on that stuff? Because this, this, the subject of thread has come up in. In hot contention lately, you know, with a few of our Instagram comments and and stuff like that, and we thought it might be a good discussion to come on tonight. So I, I'm interested to know what um, you know you use. What do you lean towards? Do you uh, do you just always have the one type of thread spilled up, or do you vary your threads depending on the materials you're using or the type of no, fighters? No, I definitely mix up the thread depending on on the material. Yeah, and of course the size, but I mean I'll use yeah mono thread for doing hollow ties, but I also use uh, what is it? Uh, 210 flat wax for doing hollow tires as well, but I, I mm. like the mono. But then, you know, yeah, 210 flat wax is, is the bread and butter. That's what I use for most of all. And then, yeah, I like a bit of GSP as well. Yeah. Yep. Gel, gel spun. Yeah. It's is, uh, is good in the, uh, it's of course great for deer hair, but I like it in the higher deniers. For general tying as well, it can be you know because it's so strong for its size, it could be good for tying small. So yeah, I like it for that too. Yeah, and then there's like round threads like Flymaster I use as well. 
Yep. But it, yeah, it just depends what, what materials I'm using mm. and how I want the head to look and how I want the head to build up as well. Yeah, right. Okay. So, oh. so yeah, right. So, um, so yeah, like, I mean, I'm, I'm the same, dude. I, um, I use uh, flat wax primarily. I could use flat wax for, for everything, really, at the end of the day. Some things would be um, less, or some things would be harder with it, but I could use it for everything, you know? Um, but given the choice, I don't. I mean, you wouldn't use flat wax for surf candies. You could. Like I said, you could use it for everything, but it wouldn't be as good looking as using mono, as an example. What, what do you, what do you concur, Volts? Look, um, I'm very much um, got my eyes open at this point with, with thread. I'm, um, I haven't been real technical with that. I used, I used mono for um, most synthetics or, uh, or flat wax. So, um, I never really got too much into it. In fact, I'm really embarrassed to say this. So I, I didn't give it the, the attention it deserves. Well, you um, shouldn't. You shouldn't have to really too much. Really, it's um, you know, if you're using flat wax, which is what most people will uh, use in our area. Yeah. Um, because like you learnt while it was still, you know, um, territorial. I suppose fly tying to the degree, and so did I. Like it's uh, the people you. There was no internet, so unless you travelled, the people that you spoke to with fly fishing were the people you met face to face. That's right. Um, yeah. So, um, so the most of fly tying that uh, I got into was with flat wax, and the way it was explained to me, and the way it, like is that you can spin, you can hang that spool, uh, the you know like the bobbin from your hook, spin it, and make it round if you want to, or even um, spin it and make it flat. So it's um, you know, it's it's going to wind on flat depending on what you want it to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And you know what opened my eyes to to just getting you know better better results with more purpose uh more, more, more thought given to which which thread i used i saw andy um andy bolts tied some um some crabs and merkins um merkin just, just call them what they are mate the vegetation <laughs> <laughs> and they were the they were some of the neatest i'd see and it it actually shook me i thought you know i've been tying that fly for for years literally and and this guy comes in he sends us he sends uh for the listeners he sends me and chris a Pitching as does this look right? And I'm like, yeah, it looks fucking phenomenal. Like literally, yeah. <laughs> some of the best I've seen. You know, what do you think of this? Yeah, is this yeah. okay? I oh, know it was embarrassing. Of course it is, you fucking idiot. Oh, <laughs> man, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was one of those moments. He just sort of flopped it out, and it was big. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was a warm summer's night. Oh, we dude, a candlelit dude. room, and yeah. Volty sent showed uh, Volty. Yeah, he, he showed up. He threw down. It was big. Yeah. yeah, just slapped that merkin on the table, hey? He did. <laughs> yeah. Just Maybe, I, de I definitely find myself getting heavy-handed using the uh, the two ten all the time, yeah, dropping right. back down, dropping down to a yeah something fine. I can be good practice. I find. So, yeah, so actually, when you say that, what's front of mind for you? Are you trying? Are you concentrating on because it's it's finer thread when you when you go to a mm -hmm. to another denier? Is it? Are you uh, are you concentrating on the thread placement, or or how many wraps you're using, or is that is that more of an issue with the, the thicker That's, thread? It's yeah, of course, much and yeah, a bigger issue with the thicker thread is you actually have to be conscious. I'm certainly like tying with a two ten is I'm conscious of only putting a couple of turns in when tying materials in, versus yep. using a you know you can put a you know higher denier or lower whichever way it is. I think of it more in aughts. So, you know, if you're using a three aught thread and then you drop down to a six, yep. yeah, you're going to be able to put twice as many wraps on there for the amount of, you know, the amount of thread and it's just not going to build up as quick. 
Certainly right, better so for some players. I'm just going to jump in here. So people at home be going, hang on. If you, if I know nothing about thread, if I'm like Volsi and I just know mono thread and flat wax, what, <laughs> talk to us about, um, and this, this can be an open conversation with Chris too, I'm not just aiming this at you, Axel. Is there, um, you know, so that, how do the different deniers work? So that the higher the number, the thicker it is. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. So Chris, again, Chris will have an even or a better idea of this than me. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not. A, uh, I think the denier, you know, the denier system works. The lower it is, so a you know a seventy denier thread would be an eight op yep. versus a two a two ten would be a three op. And which one's thicker? In the thread. And the two ten is the thickest. The three hot thread, yeah. So there's so a, the, the, the denier. Yeah, the deniers go down versus the the, the ots go the opposite way. It's yeah, a, it a hard thing to explain. It also depends on the brand too, you know. Yeah. Like um, you say ot, but I'm Australian, and I say o, you know. And um, <laughs> I, I yeah, I, I was raised on uh, American fly okay. videos. I think that's yeah. cool. Do you what do you, do you say o for hooks? Or do you say oh for hooks? I say oh for hooks. Say okay. Oh for hooks. Yeah. I, I look. I could be saying it quite wrong. Like I, I started using threads and looking at um, Denny's. I noticed you say Denny um, different too, but that's probably a South South Australian accent, you know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we speak properly down here. <laughs> 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 Dear, yeah, we got all that time with uh, lack of activities to um, to work on your, your Queen's English, I guess. You know. But, <laughs> that's uh, it. <laughs> So then you could you say denier and you're probably you might be oh, saying denier. right, dude. Yeah, right. I, I don't I, know. It is denier or denier. Denier. I say denier. Well, is, is I say a... one. I say one o and I say denier. You know. <laughs> Every, you can and, um, say whatever you like, Chris. I'm pretty right? sure it was named after Grant, actually. Uh, Axel, is there a town oh. in South Australia called oh. Mount Gambia? <laughs> town called Mount Gambia. Mount right. Gambia. Gambia. Yeah. Mount Gambia, yeah. Gambia. Gambia. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> At Mount Gambia, I used 10 or 600 denar. To add. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. No, so, sorry. No, right. you're, you're a guest. We can't keep yeah. going on like this. Welcome yeah. to the right. jungle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. A Guns N' Roses reference? That was a slow <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> I've been tying with Mr. Brownstone, and um, you know, <laughs> he says Denier as well. But, uh, <laughs> um, but no, look, some some brands like you know you're right there. Acts like it's um you know like in some in some brands like two ten Denier is is three o you know, but some of them it can be like one eighty you know like exactly. um, Denier you know yeah it's, um, it's 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 pretty wild it's pretty crazy I I I. I think um, I think the best thing to do is if you're going to do stuff like that is to uh, or look at a new thread is to just look at and see what people are using um, and and I know if you want it right now it's sometimes a little bit hard to put that research in. I know most of the stuff that I advise on this show is involves research, but I just don't want you to be disappointed, you know. And um, listener, and I want you to be able to uh, point yourself in the right direction, but um, you know. Just ask someone. Ask someone who's using it, and if they if they say, oh, "I don't know, I just like the look of it," well, yeah, maybe that's not enough to make a decision on. But if you're talking to someone like, say, Bolchi or something like that, because mm. I've asked him, I said, "You know, man, that's pretty mint, dude. What uh, what's your secret?" You know, with, when you're talking about those VGDCs, and he says that 140 Denier, Denier, Grant Denier <laughs> thread, right? It's um, 
And uh, and the reason behind that is it's not so much, you know, Andy had a pretty good explanation, you know, which I thought, which I always try to seek out of people. I said, what what difference does that make, Andy? He says, just the thinner thread doesn't build up as much. Yeah. And it uh, makes perfect exactly. sense. It made, it just looks so neat. His, his tying, it, it was it was just a, uh, a joy to behold. And I can see that same attention in your flies too, Axel, like um, the photos I can see there on, on, uh, on your uh, Insta page there. Um, Thanks, Walt. I really appreciate that. It's kind of you. Yeah. I appreciate no, no it, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I, I, I take. Uh, I think uh, that's because I. Uh, I don't know if Andy's similar in that he comes from a trout background and tying smaller flies, and I sort of take that approach to tying my saltwater flies as well. You know, that yeah. have to be just you know, just well, as look, perfect as the little trout flies. I'm mm. just flicking through your page here, freehand dot flies on Insta, and I'm just sort of. I'm, I know I can see you know your your last three fly photos. It's a really good variety. The one that stands out to me is there's a there's something there that's um it's a like a hollow fly and you've just fucking nailed it, mate. It is so neat. It's technically a difficult fly. You got the proportions and and the, the flare, which I find <clears throat> I find challenging because I don't I don't fly uh, don't tie my flies that often. I generally buy more than I fly at the moment. Oh, sorry. I, I got tongue twisted there. Yeah. Uh, hang on, hang anyway, on. Wait, wait a second. False, false. Just a sec. Can you say that again? I generally buy flies more than I tie flies. Yeah. Did I get that right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I didn't want to use it again, but that was just hilarious, man. I yeah. just wanted to um, yeah, thank you, man. Create, create the atmosphere in the room. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, Axel, um, do you... This is going to sound like a dumb question, but do you practice much? Are you, are you just naturally gifted at, at getting these proportions right? And just a I lot suppose of I suppose it is practice, really. I suppose it's it's been years of practice, and I don't know. It's all fairly natural now in the way I, I do things. You know, like tapers and things like that yep. come pretty naturally, just in the way I tie now. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. Working working with bucktail and such. Yeah. Or natural materials like nyat, like in those hollows that you're describing. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah, a little bit of a, little bit of a secret weapon, eh? That uh, that night for hollows, eh? Yeah, it really is. It you know fills them up and gives them a lot of body. Yeah, and I don't know, maybe hides some of the spots with the bucktail that wouldn't look so nice otherwise. Gotcha. Yeah. It yeah, makes it's, it's, some really nice looking flies. Yeah, yeah, you've got you. It does it does fill in those those uh, voids very well, um, and I mean you know without pissing in Chris's pocket yet again the um. Having access to decent bucktails is is a big uh, a big bonus, hey? Because it's something you know I, I don't I don't take for granted. You know, for years I've just had to I've had to you know go when I saw a decent one at a fly shop. You just can't walk past. You got to buy it because you don't know when you're going to see the next one. You know. Well, it's, that's it's happening. It. It's happening now. I can't fucking. I yeah. don't know when that next lot's coming again for that that good shit, eh? At all. Yeah. You know. So yeah, man, it's um. But I don't know, say with someone like yourself, Chris, I don't know, this week you've stocked a lot of the, what is it, Nature's Spirit bucktail or something you've got in the no, store? No, I don't. No, nah, man. Well, I used to stock that <laughs> shit, but um, unfortunately, and, and it pisses me off that they fucking went to use, they, they stopped doing their own shit, and they just went to fucking, they re recently Nature's Spirit changed hands, and they, they ended up go. just integrating, like, you know. I don't really like bashing other brands on this, on this thing, but, man, I tell you, God, it frustrates me that, that some what some some companies 
make us deal with because they somewhat monopolize it through it's particularly in australia with through import laws you know mm -hmm. and um and wopsy brand is one of those things in, in my opinion fuck i'm gonna i might cop some heat for this because i fucking hate those tails they are fucking horrible in my opinion and that's my opinion and i guess i'm, I'm gonna make a disclaimer now i'm a professional in this industry and that is my fucking professional opinion and if you don't like it, you can suck my balls so um that's what I'm going to say in regards to that. <laughs> but if any of your customers like yourself were to order one of these tails, Chris is going to pick you the best ones out of the lot and send well, them Well, I, so I, I get these that's ones what like I was hairline. getting to. Yeah, yeah, hairline's so about, still, the, about the limit of the commercial tails that I'll, I'll deal with. But even still, I'll grade them, you know, because um, they're not all consistent. And sometimes, you, you know, like I very rarely, I haven't bought a batch of hairline tails for, for a couple of years, like because I've been getting supply of that other stuff for so long, you know, but... All of a sudden, um, those guys that I get it off have just got extremely busy in their own lives, and it's um, it's getting harder and harder to get. Um, you know, I hate to say it, if at all, you know, again, really. Um, so we'll see how it goes, but I, I'm on the hunt either way. They they might be listening to this. I know they listen to it, and um, you know, uh, you know. So I'm not I'm not wanting to give them up because it might just create work for them guys as to who it is. But um, um, but either way. Yeah, man, a good bucktail for things like hollow flies, and that's what that's that's what really defines the need for um, good bucktail is flies like that. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you can tie it with the hairline tails, you can tie a massive variety of flies, and some of those some of those tails do end up being freak that come through. But um, uh, I mean, it's interesting, man. When you know when you understand the process, or like when you start to process your own tails, and you understand the processes as how they get treated from an animal to to a fly tying desk. It's um, it's it's amazing, you know. And I see some people advertise it like these tails don't have any fat in them and stuff like that. And it's like, well, well, how fucking disgusting, you know? Like it's um, <laughs> yeah. why why wouldn't you want it in there if you like you sh clearly you don't know how to fucking deal with tie with bucktail. You're outside of your lane by selling it by saying that shit, you know. Or it's um, it's just it's fucking wrong, man. And like and and I've always said on the show as well, like to follow the follow the beef fucking follow the beef man like it's uh i mean your 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 time flies from that bucktail it's hard for me to fucking say this because i sell the bucktail without sounding sincere or i'm selling something you know but fuck follow the beef i can't no matter what i say or what i promise or what i do or whatever price it is or color or whatever the oh. fucking the proof's in the pudding you can just see the flies you can see the way they turn out try doing that with um something that's being selected by someone who doesn't know how to tie that fly you know that's i guess that's what i'm saying and um and I guess that's what, uh, you know, you're kind of leading towards there, I suppose, Axe, in, in a way, is, um, you know, when someone's... Yeah, that's when, exactly uh, when what I was good, getting at. Good know, materials you know can... Yeah, good good materials for, in some circumstances may not be applicable. You know, you don't need to be spending the money on these these tails that are sourced from this unique source for clouses, so to speak. You could probably use... Fucking good luck, but you could probably use Wopsy tails for that stuff, you know? That's... Um, and uh, if you wanted to, if you get stand aside clouses and deceivers, and you you just don't you don't need a good tail for doing that stuff. But if you're going to start branching out into things like Bufords and needing a specific type of tail, which is different again to hollows, which is different again to beasts, which is different again to bulkheads, you know, like it's um all that sort of stuff requires a very specific type of hair, not simply a bucktail. And that's the, that's that's what makes bucktail and belly hair and all those. Um, stuff that that you know true natty daddies like to get into you know <laughs> hashtag natty daddy and yeah. um for people yeah. listen that's going to be the new hashtag natty daddies 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. those guys, that, I was going to say that those, you know, those guys that um, that they're getting to understand that stuff. It's just, I know. Again, I've, I've, I've the theme on the show with my disappointment within uh, the the mainstream of the fly fishing industry is that um, those people getting into it can tend to hate a direction that that they want to take, whether it be casting, fishing, or fly tying, because you know they really have to do their research and and um and and understand it probably make the mistakes to, to go forth but um when um you know when there's guys of influence that aren't aren't really uh putting the yards i don't, I don't know if I'm, what i'm trying to say here i guess because yeah i don't know I, I guess what i'm just trying to say is that like you know the, the good materials aren't, aren't aren't for everyone i suppose you can say and it's not that they're not available to everyone it's just that you got to sort of know what you're after or learn about it. I guess I'm taking it back to talking about understanding fly tying for your own fly fishing, understanding the, the properties and the material for the fly that you want, whether you're tying yourself or getting someone else to tie it. You know, if you're going to buy a fly off like Axel and you want a hollow fly, you know, like you know that that guy is um, is 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 some somewhat to some degree not even to, not not deciding the tail all, all by himself as well. He's doing it as part of a team from other guys who who know how to tie it, so to speak. You know, and it's um. Um, and then what he's what he's putting on that hook for you for your you know, hard-earned time on the water is um, is is, a, is sort of a well well learned uh, experience. I hope I'm coming across right. I've gone on a velocity. No, I think I think, I think you, yeah, you, you really are coming across right, and I'm picking up what you're putting down. I hope, oh, I hope cool. As long as you as long as you're drinking <laughs> what I'm pouring in there, sport. Yeah. Hundred percent. I can put it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got thrown off a bit through the natty daddy thing, you know, but uh, it's, it's exciting that that's a new hashtag that's coming out, you know. Yeah, do you like that one? I'm, I'm loving it, yeah. It's yeah. going to be, going to use it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I'm just throwing up a, a post while we've been talking uh, with that. With that, um, my first attempt at a flat wing, a very humbly submitted one. So, um, and I've tagged, I've tagged natty daddy in it. There you go. So <laughs> Nice. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> aren't you? Aren't you meant to be doing a podcast at the moment, though? Yeah, sorry, man. Yeah, it's just, just my mind wanders. Don't say sorry to me, mate. So sorry, sorry to the listeners. Sorry no doubt listen. that that fly will work, folks. Then we'll hunt. Oh, thanks, you man. Yeah. Fish. yeah, I'm sure you'll find some pretty uh, happy fish somewhere to eat it, eh? For sure. Yeah, yeah. No, my, one of my favourite sledges is someone puts up a shit fly they just tied, and um, actually, I never, I never use it because I, you know, but. Sometimes uh, you see something exceptionally shit, and you go, "Man, I want to go where that fish, where that fly gets eaten." <laughs> <That's true>. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, like it's it, yeah. But I, I never say it. I, it's sort of um, it, it's it's just a, a mean spirited thing. But I, you know, like what a, more 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 to the point. It's you know, it's more coming from a place of envy. You know, I just somewhere some there'll be some hungry fish waiting to chow down, and I'm hoping it's on my fly. <laughs> <laughs> Did you did nah, you tie man. this uh, this flat wing with a particular species in mind? Well, that's a good question, mate. Yeah, I did. Um, I tied it um, with my fly tying. I generally go down the path of imitation. All right, um, and then you know building building a functional fly around uh, a bait species. In this case, I was trying to do mullet, and and I was talking to talking to Chris about this at the time. And Chris has par- passed on a bit of advice, you know, um, on some suggestions. To improve that fly to get what I was looking for, I, I was really hoping for a, a bulky, a bulkier head than what I turned out with. Um, and the reason for that is I just wanted to push a little bit more water, but also to create a little bit more vortex uh, behind the head for these um, for these lovely saddles to to dance. 
behind mm. it. So, yeah, you know, really good I'm, and moving. Yeah. yeah, I'm genuinely excited to get this thing in the water and see how it swims, eh? I will um, say something. That, oh, sorry, Val, you're right. Yeah, but uh, uh, what I'll be doing probably before I go to bed tonight after we get off the podcast is um, I'll just um, I'll just whack in another another bunch of bucktail up the top there, a bit of grey bucktail, um, you know, just to finish it off on, on the top there. So You'll have to do it underneath as well for that for sure. Just a bit, right. of, a bit of white underneath, I reckon. You've got the yeah. room for it. Um, yeah. I was going to say... You know what I do like? Well, I mean, like it's um, I'll I'll, I'll reveal this video online online now. So I I got to give a shout out to Al Simpson, I suppose. He's he's the one who's rekindled my interest in it, and through my nature, uh, I mean, I I I practice what I preach on this show. Like I, I went down a big rabbit hole, I suppose, because uh, the flatwing as a as a fly that I understand we mentioned on the show last week as well. It's not like it's. I mean, it is kind of the the, the latest flavor, I suppose, at the moment. But um, uh, the flatwing is um. Is a fly that's quite clever in design, quite simple, all natural materials, very traditional, very old fly, but it just keeps coming back into resurgence and and for a good reason. Um, so you know, Al's been Al's been rekindling it and and using it, fishing it for an intended purpose, and people have been buying it off him as well, which is great. Um, but you know, the guys, I don't, I come in Joe Cord Cordillo Cordillo, Joe Cordillo, I think his name is. Um, yeah, what? I don't know. Just so Joe, Joe Cordillo, or Cordelio, fuck, man, I apologize. I'm butchering that dude's name. And if there's someone who knows him who, or who's listening to this, I, I really, really apologize. Because Joe I C. really don't. Huh? Joe C. Joe C. I'm, gonna, I'm just bringing up the video now to sort of um, uh, Joe Cordillo. Yeah, yeah, Cordillo or something like that. So, but anyway, you get, if you go onto YouTube and if you, if you just type in sort of how to tie a flat wing, um, yeah. You'll get a heap of videos um, that are like 10 minutes long and 13 minutes long. And there's one that stands out that's 50 minute, 55 minutes long. Yeah. Okay. Don't skimp it because out of all those out of all those videos that are there, he is the only guy who's worth following the beef for, if you know what I'm saying. Okay. Now there's a lot of um, there's a lot of um, variations for it, but I look um, I look through all these um, all these dudes, all these people that are tying it and you know, on these things, and I'm and I've I've never seen them. I do have a good look around. I've never seen them with, with fish results, but Joe is a dude who, who lives in, uh, I'd say around New York or something like that. You know, in New York State fishes for striper. Very very well known with his flat wings and stuff like that, and his and his striper fishing. Yep. Just if you're gonna before you do any variations on it, if you're gonna learn it, go and have a look at that video. He explains how it's tied, why it's tied. Um, and there's a very good tutorial on, on how to do it, and it was part of my rabbit hole as that I learned. But then I, I go back to Al and I explain what I learned, and he said, "Yeah, I tie it like that too, a little bit different." For he wants to shape his the way he wants it to, but I like how you did it, Volts, like that. Like you know, you you went and followed. Like you have to, you have to tie them traditionally like that to, to understand it before you start branching out with variations. You need to understand how and why it's being done like that, you know, and it's um. As opposed to just copying it, like some of those other videos are probably just mu music soundtrack over it and just slow motion of tying it. But you know, in the 55 minutes, he's explaining a fly that will probably take you, you know, 15 to 20 minutes to tie by yourself, yeah, um, with all the materials prepared, of course, and just explains it why, you know. And it's uh, it's it's a really good video, and I, I wish more videos were online in regards to fly tying videos like that, as opposed to just yeah. do this, then this, then this. There you I go. was about to about to agree. Yeah, they all seem to lack that, in my opinion, on many of the uh, videos you'd find on YouTube these days. Yeah, 
Yep, there's there's little substance in it, that's for sure. So it's very rare to get, but you could easily skim over and get 55 minutes compared to 15. Yeah. I don't know which one I'm going to watch, but you're not going to learn anything. Axel raises a good point. In fact, you both raise a good point there. You know, this this Joe Joe Corderio is uh, is a uh, is sort of like our spirit animal in a way, in that you know he <laughs> he's he wants to get people you know connected and doing it right and um when you and you watch that video there's actually a lot of hints he gives about fishing the fly general fishing craft as well yeah you know, for example he talks about with your natural flies don't don't just go up and you know huck it out into the water dry you know get it properly saturated and and um you know wet before you make that first cast um so that swing swimming when it hits the water and you know gives a few tips on um on uh you know how to how to fish these flies you know low and slow and deep and slow and that sort of thing um and you know there's a lot of what he does and and how he ties is is based you know around results like early on in the video he talks about how you know stripers generally take their food head first and you know the importance of eyes on his patterns and you know in his opinion for example and um you know everything he does is for a reason um you know the 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 shank length of the hooks he prefers etc you know and uh there's purpose built purpose engineered flies that end results that come from a literal fly tire you know a fly fisherman i should say you know mm. you know that that's the embodiment of of why things get done like they do yeah yeah that's right and uh, there's a there's, yeah exactly like uh the the science behind his success <laughs> <laughs> hey axel do you like uh Step Brothers, the movie by any chance that's oh, a classic a yeah, serious right. classic so, so I'll let you in on something. Chris and I generally drop little little quotes from from favourite movies, and and we just bounce off each other sometimes in conversation. Matt Damon, yeah. like <laughs> that. Right? Yeah. So feel, feel free to, to throw in anything from a Hangover, or any Will Ferrell movie, or anything you know. Yeah. Any any of the classics, yeah, yeah, those old ones. I feel we're on the same. Yeah, and any musical gags too. Most of them go over my head because Chris is far more musical than I am. But yeah. Fucking whistle. <laughs> I just wanted to shout shout out Flatwing Fishing on Instagram as well because yeah, yeah, Joe's page is really bigging up that pattern as well. Okay, yeah, yeah, look at that yeah. one. Yeah, like yeah but but hey, just before we get too carried away on that, all those saddles and all those bucktails you can get in Australia <laughs> at beachbrushes.com. No, it's a <laughs> if you if you want to try flat wings, you won't find yeah feathers as good in Australia as what you'll find at Beast Brushes. Certainly not for the prices. Definitely yeah. on purpose too. It makes um, getting into it very affordable. I go down some massive, massive rabbit holes during uh, business hours and other time parts of the world, just inquiring and inquiring and digging deeper and deeper. That's uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. In saying that, I got some some crazy shit coming up. That's for sure on, on its way at the moment from some strange, strange, faraway places using some weird ways to transfer money. It's uh, quite strange. <laughs> Have you ever sent Bitcoin over to Tibetan Yak before? Ooh, I was going to say, are you uh, buying Yak on the dark web, Chris? <laughs> 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 I hear you've got to go to the dark web for it at the moment as well. Yes, yeah, there's uh, there's definitely a, a dark web element to it, to some of this stuff, that's for sure. <laughs> we'll see. This is we'll see. I can't say it's... too much more. And Chris, Chris genuinely gets off over a lot of these uh, these natty materials. Um, you know, I've had conversations with him. Oh, mate, I saw the, you know, the raddest fur last night. I know he's got a he's got a few new things or, um, you know, better versions of what's 
been available previously coming. Um, I don't know, he'll, he'll, I'm sure he'll talk about them in the, in the fullness of time, but I'm sure he just looks at some of these things in, in uh, you know, on overseas pages and catalogs and goes, oh, you could be mine. You know, <laughs> well, some of them don't even have catalogs. It's just fucking yeah. weird, man. It's, um, yeah. Have you? I mean, I'll tell you the whole motivation to look in deep diving into that stuff. Have you ever like um, got a bag of natural materials or whatever it is back to your back to your tying bench, whether you bought it in a shop or whatever or online, opened it up and gone, this is shit. Well, I don't want to do that anymore, you know? I buy both, most of my materials from base brushes, so it doesn't really happen anymore. <laughs> no, no, I try. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I try. <laughs> I try my best. My best. Yeah. I mentioned Beast Brushes sponsor the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, um, yeah. No, look, man, it's uh, it's it's pretty important. I think it is, and you know, I think um, you know, I, I've been I've been tying my own flies based out of Australia for a long time now, and um, it was always frustrating and to to be using materials and not getting the same results as the pictures in the books in the early days or when the internet first started to be like man how are these guys doing this you know it's not it's not possible i i'll tell you a story like i used to used to use the like uh, the commercially available tails in australia that still are um not through beast brushes i would never sell that shit in my shop and uh, i try to tie hollows right and um uh, really early on when I was uh, called Flies That Work before I was Ammo Flies, Nick Knight bought a heap of hollow flies off me. And uh, I wanted that really nice taper like uh, Andrew Warshaw was doing. He was not around anymore, but people people want to see some nice bucktail work, man. Ben Wiley does some nice stuff, but Andrew Andrew Warshaw from Andrew's Custom Flies is, is the um, is the original gangster in that respect. He's yeah. He ties some nice shit. I don't think, I don't think anyone's going to still see that stuff on Facebook. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to take the title off that dude. Even even Bob Popovic says he ties his flies better than he does. You know, it's um it's crazy, pretty good title. But anyway, um, I've totally blanked out. Like, what was I talking about? Good question, man. No, oh, it must have been so <laughs> fucking gripping. <laughs> I was leading up to something there. Um, yeah, we're talking about Andy's flies. Yeah. Nah. No, nah, something to do with um, natural materials and just um, getting the getting the good shit. But um, oh yeah, so this is um, oh yeah, Nick's flies. Yeah, yeah. So I was tying these hollows, and I used to um, to get that shape out of it. I would I would wet it, and I had this I had this uh, pipe cleaner, like uh like that you know like um what you what you do your fly lines up with. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. I mean, and I would um I would I would create this cone taper sort of thing, and I would hang these flies upside down, and I'd set them with that fucking um pipe cleaner on it you know and it and it just looks so unrealistically tapered there but i got the taper i was the only way i could get that that straw like dry shitty fucking bucktail um to do what i wanted it to do it was it was it was all you could do so it was so frustrating to um to to be sort of you just had to sort of think well there's not this why is it i mean this day and age why the fuck can't we have that fucking shit here you know so yeah it's good good to be getting it in what do you got coming, mate? Anything new? Not saying. Okay. Not saying, mate. I'll wait till it's in in the country, and gotcha. then um and I'll put it up for sale, and then you guys will hear about it here. Um, yeah. But I got some I got some you got some pretty freak shit rocking up. That's for sure. But I have got some I got some new stuff. You know, one thing I, I guess we should talk about it would be a good discussion point is some of the um not so much for an ad for myself, but I mean you, you can buy this stuff in many places but i've got a um we can't i suppose one of the things i guess i've got unique that's uh, an interesting material that i put a fly up the other day was well, this coyote 
which um actually you should have some but i keep fucking leaving it off your order it's um I'm, i've been trying i'm trying yeah. <laughs> you're far um, too gentle wily. there they're wily those coyotes you know yeah it's, it's too wily for you man it's, um... <laughs> so i've got um yeah, you know, I've got a spread of three different materials that that aesthetically look pretty similar, but are, are reasonably different apart at the moment. So I've got um, got two foxes, as in like Arctic fox and uh, marble fox. Um, yep. Got fin raccoon patches, and I just got in uh, fin raccoon zonka. Actually, zonka strips of fin raccoon, which is pretty interesting. Um, yep. And the coyote, which you can't zonka. The 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 skin is too thin on it. But uh, very interesting. Very they look similar. You know, all those materials. Um, Coyote's got a base that you probably can't die as easily as Arctic Fox or Fin Raccoon. Um, but, yeah, they're very different. Like, Coyote, for example, is um, like those guard hairs. You could almost spin those guard hairs. They're, like, they're quite interesting. Like, that, um, you see Drew Chacon uses Coyote a lot. And after using it, I can see why. But I'll, I'll tell you a fun fact about Coyote, something that people might, might, a lot of people may or may not know, is that Coyote is actually the material used in, um, in EP Foxy Brush. Not, it's not Fox. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. Yeah, I had I had wondered that looking at the guard hairs in those brushes. Yeah, yeah. I thought it might I thought it might have been an Arctic fox, but yeah, that makes sense. Well, I'll tell you yeah. the reason why. Like I I, I read somewhere about this. I, I should see if I can find. It. Well, if there's nothing of interest, I could find the article. I could pin it up on Facebook or something like that. But um, the reason why they don't use fox and they use coyote is the same reason why coyote gets used in some flies over over fox is that coyote's buoyant. You know, like the materials. Buoyant, yeah. You know, whereas fox is dense, you know, it's dense and it'll sink. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's um, it's quite, it's quite. Although they're, they're, that 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 right there is the sort of uh, the foundation for that fork in the road between those two materials. They could yep. be a similar length, similar softness to touch and stuff like that. They could even, in some places of the hide, have similar guard hairs. You know, they could have been the same color, but one one's buoyant, one's not. So apparently, um. Uh, when they were discussing the, uh, I, I can't remember the words in the in the um, in the article to use verbatim, but as along the lines of they wanted a, um, um, a a slow a slower sinking bait fish profile with that foxy brush, yeah, and um, and and fox was was making it sink too quick, um, and not not had not as much hang time for for the tarpon and stuff like that, <clears throat> for things like uh, cockroaches and and stuff like that as well, um, so yeah, they they moved to coyote and got what they wanted out of it, so the That's whole lot's coyote. That's good thinking, you know, some good lateral thinking of, you know, a, um, a situation, you know, driving the, the the engineering change in the fly. That's pretty cool, you know. Well, that's, that's something, you know, like I, I hope that things get caught on with when we talk about fly tying all the time on the show is that people understand the properties of the materials that they select. Not, yeah. a, not all about aesthetics. It's very, very little about aesthetics. Uh, it's about using the materials and, the pro- and understanding the property of the materials to create those aesthetics rather than making something look like something you want to look yeah. like flat wings a great example of that as well you know i reckon yeah, i'll be interested to try to to try that um we've got a little challenge for you axel actually I, i've got a uh, a flat strip coming up oh, yeah. in in uh october and i i want to have um i like uh want to buy some bastard flies off you mate maybe a dozen um okay they say six size four six size two and what i want is a fly that I can almost almost anchor to the bottom, so like I don't want to move. It's what I'm saying, yeah. um, and there'll be a bit of current. So, yeah, and but I want to fly that has a bit of uh, has a bit of movement, but without being, without you know relying on being stripped. So yeah. in the past, I've used things like marabou shrimps, um, 
and I uh, found them fairly effective for for um, you know Browns and Grey Bastards. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, if the new stuff comes out, I'd like to see what you could come up with for me, mate. Oh no, I'd love to love to come up with something, of course, and yeah, so that's, something. With, yeah, the Marabou shrimp, of course. The, the, the yeah, the Marabou having that yeah. movement at rest. That's yeah, one of the, the best materials for that. You can. Yeah. I reckon. I don't want, um, flash. I don't want any flash. So that, that they're my rules: size two, size four, yeah. tan, it's subtle, yeah, yeah, tan, grey, pink, something like that. Naturally, those sort of three, three, three um, uh, shades, and yeah, something like that. I'd love to see what you come up with, mate. I'll get to it this this week. I've made some notes. Mm. No rush, man. <laughs> got, till, got till let's say till a couple of months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hate leaving things till the last minute, but yeah. <laughs> I reckon that that there's that Randall Kaufman is that dude Kaufman. He's the Kaufman. Dude, Kaufman. Yeah, came up with that um, Marabou shrimp right, eh? Baron fish fly. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'd, I'd, he could have. He, he okay. might have actually. Yeah. He, 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 Kaufman literally wrote the book on bonefish. You know, he had some some, and by that I mean he wrote a great book about bonefish. Mm. Um, you know, destinations, flies, and tackle. It's um, it's a good. It's a good book, um, and you know, obviously, bonefish flies form the, the basis. A lot of those those slow moving um, prey items and flies that you know people fish on the flats. So, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty certain he did. But I mean, at the time when he when he invented that, it wouldn't have been materials like uh, readily available like fox, for example. You know, yeah, I reckon um, I reckon yeah. fox would be could be a, a pretty good material like, uh, like fin raccoon or fox you know would be would be, or even the coyote but i mean coyotes uh, colors are limited really i suppose and unless you like that natural color I liked, I liked what you said about the the fox being quite dense so it might aid in you know sinking you know um oh it would yeah yeah you know and if, if they could get the the color shade right and um you know assuming there's some level of mobility there then it uh could be a good option eh yeah, but it's something misleading, I suppose, in saying, um, uh, I mean, in saying uh, buoyant when you're talking about materials as well. You know, like it's um, although a material might be buoyant, <clears throat> all it needs to do is just um, is is rise slowly. You know, by itself. I mean, a yeah. hair. You know, like that's that would make it, um, you know, uh, uh, le- less dense than the than, than a specific gravity of, of water. Say, you know what I mean? It's um, right. and um. That's all it need to be. So when you talk about like a material being buoyant, like like coyote, you can't. I mean, it's easy for people's imaginations to jump to images of foam. You know, it's yeah. not. It's not like that at all. It's like um, it's like the brushes like uh, that we make for the game changers. You know, like they're they're buoyant. They're they're a synthetic material that's got a, a, a lesser density than than water, but you wrap it. You put you put wire on it um, to make the brush, and then you wrap that over a steel shank and. You put a hook on it, like it's not going to float like a cork. It's going to sink, hundred percent. But yeah. it's just, it just unweights. You know, I like to think of like a, an articulated steel slug or something like that. You know, like how how much speed you'd have to get up to make that thing work. Uh, the game yeah. changes are all about making it work at slower speeds. And same with um, you know, like a, a static shrimp. Sometimes you, those materials you want them to be moving to make that thing look like it's alive. You know, you see it, you see a shrimp in a fish tank or. You know, an aquarium or something like that, and they're just sitting there. Their their chin is just moving a million miles an yeah, hour. They're all, yeah, there's something moving without the fly lateral, like the shrimp laterally moving. You know, there's yeah, yeah those legs are going in and out. All those fins under the tail and stuff like that as well. You know, yeah. they're moving. You know, there's a, there's a lot moving in a um, in a stationary shrimp. You know, so sometimes you just want that material to uh, to make to make that happen. You know, um, 
Yeah, no, there used to be. I remember seeing on late night TV when I was a kid, like when you know there was no, no, no Ostar or anything like that, or Netflix and stuff. Like you'd stay up late and you'd watch these tele commercial ads of, um, like these, like just whatever it fucking was, you know, like yeah, you know, fat chicks losing weight or you know hair loss stuff, you know, whatever, you know. But um, but there used to be like a fishing thing on there. I remember seeing where it was uh, a bait that you would just pull out of the packet, chuck it out, and it would sit there and move by itself. And it was that trap there that was making it move, and it made it look like it's alive, like a worm, you know. And they guarantee that you'd catch fish every single time. Don't know why it didn't take off, but uh, <laughs> so I mean, like when you're talking about understanding the properties of the material that you put on a fly, or even the fly that you request from Axel, like you guys might consult about the material selection, whether it be color or buoyancy and stuff like that. I mean, these yeah. are the things to consider. Really, is my point I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah, no. Didn't really need to bring up the late night infomercial, but you know. No, no, no. That well, it's you know that that's part and parcel with. It's hard to have these conversations without without talking about this sort of stuff, you know. Yeah, but masturbating hard. It really is, yeah. Um, (laughs) 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 Yeah. No, you're right, man. It's um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, in for for October, mate, um, Axel. But just before that, November rain hits. Yeah. <laughs> sure thing, no problem. <laughs> Bastard. Well look if you get if you get stuck from inspiration, mate, just use your illusion with it, you know. <laughs> you use your illusion too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't want to open up a debate here actually, but yeah, so since we were talking about a shrimp fly, what's yeah. your opinion on where the dumbbells should go? Further towards the bend of the hook or towards the eye? <laughs> Me, I oh, it depends. Um, I'm, I, I'd add go more towards the bend than than the eye, but it depends on the actual fly. How how big a tie-in point you need in front of the eyes? Um, yeah. You know, and the actual overlook uh, overall look of the, the the fly, and you know, it's just got to weigh in with the um, with two things: the buoyancy of the materials counter it's counteracting, mm-hmm. and the um, and the uh, drag, the hydrodynamics of it as it falls through the water. So, I suppose it, dep- it depends if you yeah. want to retrieve the fly as well. True. If, you yeah. know, if you have your hourglass eyes further back towards the bend, it's going to keel it better. I wonder how many rejections on... Yeah, oh, sorry, mate, to cut you off. I no. just got to get this out. Um, I wonder how many rejections on shrimp flies are because they um, have fallen over on their side. Um, yeah, 100%. You know, sometimes yeah. I... I don't know. Like the, you look at the the size of them. Uh, trout fishermen will laugh at what I'm going to say next, but you look <laughs> how small these flies are. Sort of, sort of, you know, two size two, size one, maybe one o. Um, yep. You know, a lot of a lot of these saltwater shrimp patterns are fairly ubiquitous. A lot of them are like a a burger with a lot. You know, they've got all their what people are imagine are, are bite triggers. You know, oh, we've got a hot spot with his mouth parts here. You know, there's fluoro orange, and then we've got a rosac over here, and we've got bright green legs and you know, all this sort of shit, you know, it's like they've, they've put it all in a fly. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but, I, you know, it, it comes down to the fisherman's personal philosophy. Are you chasing irritation or imitation? Um, you know, are you trying to aggravate or what, you know? Mm. Um, my, my personal thing is, a, is a, my thoughts on this this scenario is a, is a flat shrimp is, is a, you know, is a is an imitative fly. I want to catch a, a fish that eats a flat shrimp, you know, I want to trick it into eating a flat shrimp. You know, um, a flat uh, shrimp or a yeah. flat shrimp, <laughs> a flat, a flat shrimp, a shrimp <laughs> like a squashed like shrimp flats. or a shrimp yeah. on the flats. 
yeah, shrimp on flats. Okay, gotcha. But, uh, marabou shrimp. Now, there's an interesting one. Is it? Does it represent a shrimp? I don't think so. Could it represent sort of like a a worm or you know some shit sticking out of the the bottom? Don't know. You know they get eaten out of curiosity. Who fucking knows? But yeah, I don't know, man. It's um yeah, you're right because I mean like if it's the other, the other thing that, that doesn't get considered often with uh, like too much material is the way the tide's moving. You know, like it's um. Yes. You know, like it's you know you you you'd be lucky to be able to have a situation where you're casting the fly uh, along in the direction the tide's going, and a fish is swimming the opposite way into the into the current, and you'll be able to present a fly directly so that the fly line is not affecting the drag of the fly on the on the mm -hmm. bottom. You with me? And like, yep. and then all those materials, those those too much materials, like you're saying, can do either two things: they all pull to the side and roll the fly over, or you know, like, uh, I mean, and this got nothing to do with the tide, like, too much materials. Like, you, you see some shrimp flies I see that are just loaded with dubbing to the point where the half the gape's taken up. I'm, like, looking at it going, you know, like, there's no way that thing's going to flip over hook hook, hook point up. You know, like, the drag of it going through the water is um is going to definitely flip that fly over. So, I mean, mm. if you've got the current and stuff like that, it just makes it even more unnatural for all the things that you're going for when putting too much on there, I suppose. It's, um, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a trade-off. I mean, the same could be said for a clouser. A marabou shrimp, if that tide's banging, you know, like, I mean, there's there's nothing but a, a puff of fluff on those flies. There's fuck all on them. They yeah. fish most effectively like that. I, it, it, that that, um, that marabou shrimp is definitely one of my favorite goldy, golden trevally flies, that's for sure. Oh, really? It's, uh, yeah, cool. Oh, I've got fucking... Yeah, man, it's it's more more productive to me than a clouser, that's for sure, in my opinion. Okay. Um, you know, it's... Um, yeah, Do you I'm, think it could be representing a worm or something else, Chris? I apart from, apart from I don't know. Well, well I, I tell you what, the, I tied a very specific way for goldies. I've, I've, I I can't remember. The, um, it's a black magic goggle. I can't remember the the um the model here. I got it in front of me actually. KS one. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. It's, KS, it's, a, it's an offset hook. You got to yeah. bend the bend it straight. Hang on. KS one then. No, Third KS. Minute. Oh well, it's a KS two O is two what one. I use. And um, so you might be looking at KS one O or something like that. I don't know, but um. But yeah, that with a with a with a gold Nikolai and um, like orange marabou and and just white grizzly hackle on, on the other side, like natural grizzly hackle either side, and um, no flash, nothing like that, and yeah. that's all I use. And it's all tied in front of the eyes. That's all it is, and it's just um, super fucking effective, eh? They, yeah. they, I've seen them turn around for it, you know. It's sort of like a yab yabby attempt. Is that what you think? Maybe I don't know. Like, yeah, like I mean, I, I'll tell you, it came about one day. It was sort of. Um, uh, fishing up at Harvey Bay, where I spent most of my time fishing the Goldies in, in the in the you know mid two thousands, yeah. mid to late two thousands, say. Pre social um, media, yeah. pre social media, yeah, and yeah. Um, you know like the 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 um, clouses were great, you know like you definitely get eats from clouses, but you know you start to get a couple of rejections depending on the the the, the color and the type of bottom actually, but when you got sort of um, I don't want to give away the spot too much, but those who know like. Uh, when you when you come in off deep water, the water's usually faster and the sand's cleaner. That's yep. not a bad place for a clouser, but when you're finding out the back a bit further and a bit more of a rubbly gravel and the water's a lot slower, mm -hmm. that's where I like to sort of to catch them. It was just a it was, they, were, they were slower moving fish. They had a lot more time to look at shit, and yep. that thing they could they could almost they could find it. You know, like when they found it, it was almost the reaction that they, the fish gave was more like it was they were excited to see it. You know, it wasn't curiosity. It was like oh, that's what I want. That's what it was and. Funny man, like, and that worked really well there. I remember fishing 
And I'm not going to give away this spot either, but I was up in North Queensland with, with Dr. Christopher Heath once, and um, mm-hmm. we were fishing a spot, and we were using clouses, and we were using shrimps, and they were coming to have a look at it, and they, they take off, and they take off like a scalded cat. Like, they were just fucking, like, taking off in a, like, you know, puff of dust, you know, like in the water, obviously. But chuck that marabou shrimp on. The first time I cast it, I cast past the fish. It turned around to fucking pick it up, and it's not the first time I've seen that happen, you know. It was fucking wild, man. And then every fish that's seen it after that, and I forgot I even had that in my box. It was half rusty. I had to sort of clean it off a little bit inside that. It was just sitting in that box for fucking since I fished Harvey Bay, and uh, which was a few years a few years apart, that's for sure. Funnily enough, that fish is on the latest sticker on Beast Brushes. How weird is that? Well, good looking sticker too. <laughs> that's pretty lazy of me. I just I just ran that photo through a program. Yep. All oh, right. Looks yeah, I didn't, right. I didn't draw that one. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> oh, I don't think anyone thought you did, mate. No, nah, yeah. well, you know, I do. I I have um I've had I've gone to lengths to show that I've drawn them when I've been called out for that before, but <laughs> so I <laughs> I feel the need to say I uh, did not draw that one for the for the haters out there who was like ah he didn't he didn't draw that. <laughs> you are right. I did not draw that one. I've, my uh, my seven year old gave me a, a an artistic um, task that I'm I'm afraid I'm going to fail at. He um he anyway. It's um one day he sits down and uh, he wanted to create his own username for uh, Fortnite, that computer game, right? And um anyway, we sort of we're busy parents. Um and anyway, we said, oh, what do I call myself, Daddy?" I'm like, "Mate." Think of something badass, you know. What do you What do you want to, you know, call yourself? Anyway, I went away, came back, and um, said, "What'd you come up with, buddy?" He goes, "Well, I, I thought about what you said, and you know, I chose the two baddest things I'd come up with." And anyway, his username <laughs> is Fart Snake. <laughs> oh, brilliant! That is that, that is, is badass, man. <laughs> that is badass. He thinks he's so tough. Like, he's, I'm Fart Snake. Anyway, <laughs> and um, <laughs> so Fart, Fart Snake's been reading really <laughs> Sorry. Let's get the crowd out of here. Sorry. Oh no, Fastnake's been ripping it up on on Fortnite, and anyway, he, um, he's been seeing all these YouTubers, and he, he wants to set up his own YouTube uh, YouTube channel, um, and um, and he uh, he just wants a little little logo, you know, with a snake that farts. I'm sort of I'm lost for inspiration. I'm thinking something like the Mambo Dog, you know, that the old farting dog with the Oh yeah, with a with a musical note coming out of its ring yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know what he's got in mind, but if, if you if you got any ideas, anybody out there for Fart Snake, I'd certainly welcome him. <laughs> I'd love to be. I've got Father's Day coming up, and I want to get Father of the Year coffee mug again. You know, Fart Snake would be a wicked band for a bunch of fifteen-year-old punk rockers, eh? Hey, I reckon. Wouldn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Thinking, the... thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is our band, Fart Snake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, mum and dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, fast. Uh, sounds like you need to get Chris on the job, though, Volts. He's yeah. the, the artist in residence, I think. <laughs> He's oh, certainly yeah. talented. He, he blows I'm, me away pretty regularly with that. And, uh, I'm always looking for things to do with my spare time, too, Volts. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's two minutes spare you have each day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nah, man, but uh, I can run another photo through a program for you if you like. Oh, all right, cool, man. That'd be that'd be appreciated, eh? So, find a snake that's dropping its guts, and we'll go yeah. from there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Nah, mate, it's uh, it's it's pretty interesting, mate. That's for sure. But I think, um, yeah, actually, mate, just a bit of a fun fact for you. I just jamied it. It is Randall Kaufman who um 
who designed and invented the marabou shrimp. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. Cool. It's good to yep. know. I wonder if it's in that book of his. I've got that there. Got quite the fly fishing library. There might be four or five books there, but I think that's one of them, mate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, um, public announcement. Um, public announcement. Do 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 do. Um, so, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dan Dan Fraser has been yeah. away. Uh, yep. So those people that are waiting on the book and information about the book. Um, so he's been away for a little bit, um, and he has um, he's returned. And right now, looking at um, at postage costs. So at this stage, what the plan is, is uh, what we're going to probably do is get you guys. Dan will probably send each and everyone who's still interested in it once the cost get work gets worked out um, a PayPal invoice, and you can pay Dan direct. And then it'll get and for the cheapest way, it'll get shipped to one location in Australia and then distributed from there. Okay, so you'll have to pay for it to come from the United States, and then it'll have to go to. Uh, you from here and um, look you know it might it might cost you another five bucks compared to buying from Dimmicks but again it's up to you yeah mm. do do what you do what you want what suits you yeah do you do you you do you so people still got time to jump on the Dan train mate or is that all closed up and finished nah now? it's closed up I, I, I um I don't really want to um I don't really want to muck around with anyone oh, else right, jumping on board yeah, yeah, we, we gave people plenty of um Plenty of notice, you know. Right. Can't really, can't really do much more than that. It's just, um, it is what it is. Hey, speaking of carp, Axel, uh, do you have access to to carp down there in Snowtown or not? <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, right. uh, I'm not sure. Not sure about locally in Snowtown, but no, there yeah. are carp around. Well, too many of them, like most places. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'm, they're definitely a target. They're not something I've spent a lot of time on. But yeah. there's something there's something I should put more time into because they are a, I don't you know I'm not a snob about it. They are a gr- any you know any sight fishing species or yeah, you know, yeah. stuff right. you can target in the shallows. I'm I'm, I'm for yeah yeah. But no, uh, they're a bit they're pretty quiet this time of year. So I'm going up to the Murray River next week and I'll probably I'll have a have a go at them anyway. I'll chase them and and the callop. Yeah. But no, they they just get a bit quiet this time of year and it's so cold. You know. Uh, I think they're a lot more active in New South Wales, you know, where it's a, a lot warmer. They behave very different the way the way I've seen them up yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, you know, you, you can you can you can spend a day targeting them here in you know in around the the, the, uh, the River Murray. Yep, yeah, that's it. Yeah, in the backwaters and stuff. But they're you know, they're, they're few, still few and far in between when they're you know up in the shallows. Yeah, right, right. So. So they're not everywhere, no. You, you have limited amount of tr- uh, streams for trout too down there in the uh, Adelaide <laughs> Hills, right? Yeah, there's, there's a, there is a couple, and I spent yeah, I spent a fair amount of my time, my teenage years, targeting them when I really was into my trout fishing, and yeah. that that's definitely an option. And it's, it's not something I've done this year, but it's something I've done a lot in the past. But yeah, and yeah, you get some little trout fingerlings. There's n- nothing worth taking a picture of. Nothing. <laughs> Yeah, right. but it's it's good fun. But yeah, yeah. no, trout's trout's not so much of an option in the, the driest state in Australia. Okay. Is South Australia the driest state in Australia? Is it? It is. It is. I would have thought Western Australia would have had that title, given the size of it. Uh, it's a lot bigger, so they got like they got you know. A, Bigger catchment. Lot, yeah, they got a lot of rivers down by Perth, and then they got the Kimberley, and 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess so. You know, Lake Argyle and up near Kununurra gets a gets a rinsing as well, doesn't it? I suppose up near the in Mitchell and stuff like that. That all um the Kimberley Copper Heaper stack of rain. The Bill Heaper stack of rain. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's a technical term for a lot of rain, eh? Yeah. A heaper stack. Had a, yeah, we've had a heaper stack the past yeah the past week. <laughs> you normally you guys normally get a heaper stack at this time of year, right? Oh, we do. Yeah. Have you been yeah, getting that that system that's been coming through, but it's been smashing um, Victoria? Yeah, they're, they're going to get smashed again in the next couple of days. It was pouring it down here last night. I read that. Oh, yeah. So what you're saying is that what what the, you, you're tasting yeah, what well, they're about to swallow. Yeah. And then it gets worse by the time it's over there. Yep. Yeah. At least it'll make him stay at home. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I was gonna, hoping to get over to Victoria to chase some, some Jewfish, but then they all got locked down again. Couldn't yeah. get over the border. Well, to you saying this is, this is God's quarantine, is what you're saying? It could be. <laughs> God's lockdown. And Conan the Victorian won't be happy. You know, God down. <laughs> Conan the Victorian. <laughs> I feel like we've spoken that before. Have we ever mentioned Conan the Victorian before? No. Just last week. Did we? Yeah, yeah. Was I here? Oh, I don't know. Last year, last week feels like a million years ago. But yeah, we fed it to Victoria a couple of times. So I know because we have. We wouldn't have. There's yeah. no way we would have. There's no way we would have been knocking Vicos. Yeah. Great bunch they of people. Yeah. They can't, they can't, st- you know. They're up there with South Australians, mate. They, they really are, you know. <laughs> yep. Every report I saw from Victoria was, yeah, you know, the uh, the quarantine leak in South Australia. Yeah. Uh, really? <laughs> Poor buggers. You know. Yeah. My, my yeah, dad. Like Victoria's little brother, right? Yeah. <laughs> my my dad's a, like a true Queenslander and when I was growing up he Jeff there's only one good thing about New South Wales and I'm like what's that dad just separates Queensland from Victoria <laughs> <laughs> why can't we all just get along oh man yeah, I know the savage the worst thing dad ever said you know yeah. <laughs> Well, there's one thing that we don't do on the show, and that's we we don't say any of that stuff with venom. Yeah, you know, it's all in, all in yeah. good fun. That's right. Yeah, yeah, all fun. And if you take offence to it, you might need to look within. With anything we say on the show, yeah. except for Wopsy, you guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> You've ruined years of my fly time. Yeah. I hate you. Hey, yeah. hey, Axel, you got any um, got any dream locations, or, or even sort of, I don't know, big. Oh, uh, where should big, I start? Yeah. Oh well. Realistic. Uh, we got any trips? Big trips coming up beyond the River Murray and and Carp and Onkaparinga and stuff. No, well, I'd just like to get up to Queensland to be a, a good one. You know, yep. when uh, when it starts to get a bit warmer towards summer, the yep. next trip I do probably. But you know, you're just playing border bingo at the moment. I don't know what's going on. Sure. Yeah. One state you don't know if you're gonna get locked in or whatever. So it's been it's been a shit year the past year for that. But, we might so, be yeah. going through another year of that. Yeah, yeah, really. Realistically, like yeah. You know, we're gonna have to get vaccinated if we want to go anywhere. So I heard, that, I heard that'll be on the cards. I heard, excuse the pun, that herd immunity is um is 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 not expected until twenty twenty two. Certainly not in Australia because we're, we're a couple of years behind. So no, yeah. But I'd, I'd love to be able to do some some international trips in the in the coming years. So hopefully, all this yeah. virus stuff settles down a bit, and you know. International travels opened up again. 
Mm. You know, uh, being you know being a trout guy at, at heart, I suppose that's where I came from. I'd love to do Mongolia. That'd be the you know the first far away international trip I would do. Yeah. You know, really, that, that that's your um that's, your, that's yeah that's the one I'd love number to one do. on the bucket list. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Probably. Cool. I don't know. There's, there'd be a few other ones. You know, South South America would be. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that really to do since I was a young fella. That stirs yeah. my uh, freshwater loins. You know, maybe a yeah. a month in South America. You know, chasing. Arapaima, Dorado, um, peacock bass. There's, there's oh, payara so things. There's vampire fish. Yeah, yeah. The vampires have been on my yeah bucket list since I was a teenager. Was, yeah, wanted to get one of those. Yeah, there's one they call a wolf fish, a trahira. Yeah, um, looks like a savage, like a, a like a gudgeon <laughs> with teeth. You know, looks, yeah, looks like a, yeah, there's something about those other snakehead. Catch those real evil looking fish too. They're, they're, yeah. Looks so awesome. You want to catch those more. Mm. Those evil looking ones. And there's um they've got those, those huge freshwater caddies over there and apparently apparently those things pull like a ranger, you know? They're just so bloody strong. <laughs> um <yeah. laughs> I wish I'd, I'd I'd love to get those. <laughs> what about what about this though, Axel? You you've you've got one week and you have to choose between um uh, Patagonian brown trout over there in uh, Rio Grande, the Sea Run Browns, or hitting mm-hmm. uh, Lake Strobel, Jurassic Lake for that for those bulk rainbows in the lake. Uh, probably Jurassic Lake. Yeah, that's one I've yeah I've always wanted to do, always idolised. I think I've got a, a trout bum DVD behind me of Jurassic Lake that I've watched since I was a young fella. So it'd be Jurassic like Jurassic Lake have to be like giant rainbows. Yeah, yeah, that does look exceptionally mm-hmm. sick. You know, they um, I think it was uh, Nick, Nick Rager. He's he's got some tremendous um, mm-hmm. tremendous drone footage, and you just see how many rainbows are there. You know? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, I did see that recently. Stunning, wild, really stunning. You know, mm. but no, no, it wouldn't just be trout. You know, I'd love to do the Seychelles. Would be a, uh, of course, a bucket list trip as well. Uh-huh. Then again, yep. I don't know. We've got these options around Australia more, so some of these yeah. bucket list trips you don't have to go so far for anymore. So yeah, options in Australia are getting pretty good. Sure. Yeah. Are. Yeah, yeah, man. I don't think it'd be you could you could if someone said you need to stick to one country to fish for the rest of your life. I don't think it'd be that that bad bad off if uh, that country was Australia. That's for sure. Oh really? Yeah. I think you you're 100 correct. You know the. Uh, Thank you. The range of stuff we've got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I could easily do it. I reckon even if someone said to me, you need to divide the country into thirds, I'd probably go somewhere where there's no COVID for starters. Um, <laughs> All Victorians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think All I'd rather... Re- would just get vaccinated. It wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's probably a reason why vaccination is so slow in Queensland, I reckon. Because we're enjoying ourselves at the moment. <laughs> What's that, too much I saw an article about it. You guys having too much fun. No one wants yeah. to get the needle. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty yeah. good. That's for sure. You know, we did have a, we did have a suicide COVID bomber come up last week, but um, didn't seem to make that much of an impact. <laughs> Just remind me of like that scene in Lord of the Rings where that that one orc was carrying that bomb into that <laughs> castle wall, just running. <laughs> Knew it was going to die. That was just that lady from Victoria just carrying COVID into Queensland, you know? <laughs> you know the scene, uh, I mean. Oh, of course. Malty wouldn't know. He's more of a <laughs> Harry Potter fan. Uh, he had one Victorian berserker coming up. 
yeah. through New well, South Wales. Yep. Imagine like one one rogue Dementor into Hogwarts there, Vol. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be just terrible, hey, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Be nuts, mate. So, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Well, but yeah. But yeah, sorry, I think I interrupted you there. What what third of Australia would you pick, Chris, if you had to pick a third? The top, the, uh, the most northern third for sure. Where you already are? No, I'm not. I'm not really. I'm, I'm sort of halfway. I'm sort of in the in the northern part of the of the top uh, half, second third. <laughs> you're, you're pretty far north in comparison to some of us. Oh yeah, I'm nowhere near Snowtown. I'm pretty safe for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I fit you in a barrel too, mate. <laughs> Is that a threat? <laughs> How dare you? No, it's, it's you know what would be a bigger threat? Is it like? Uh, instead of saying I stick in a barrel, I'll make you fish South Australia for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon you should threaten to put Chris in a barrel with some chick called Karen. You know? <laughs> and a couple of <laughs> Karen a callop. Yeah, you should love it. Fuck. It really rolls off the tongue, callop. Yeah. It does, mate. It really does. You guys really nailed it. Ruining the word yellow belly with that one, that's for sure. <laughs> it's rough. Yeah, I see our mate. Um, speaking of yellow belly aficionados, I see our mate Lapo is um is been in full force lately. I see him around everywhere lately. He's, he's seen, putting he all seems the a, politicians on, on slam. You know, he's out there slamming everyone. Yeah, he seems to have left us alone now, and has just made his way into the wide world, which is um good on him. Good to see him yeah. starting to mature out a bit. Yeah, good one, Lapo, you dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> Lapo. Yeah. And what happened to Flats Ninja? You out there, Flats Ninja? We, call, we calling him out or what? N- uh, no. No? You're going to let him keep send sending soon. emails under not letting us know who he is? is yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> Someone will ask us. I'm sorry if that doesn't make sense, Axel. But It's, it's Flat, Flats Ninja, the guy who leaves you nice reviews? Uh, no. No, he sends it. It's, <laughs> just, a guy, it's just, a, just a guy who sends us emails who doesn't tell us who he is. That's all. And we yeah. We don't know who he is. Just to tell us who he is, we're quite happy to to make comments. Not they're, they're not they're not nasty or you know. No, they're, they're constructive and they're interactive, yeah. but we just don't know who he is. Yeah, he's he's allowed to know who we are and all about us, but no, he won't. Yeah. but he likes yeah. his constructive criticism, does he? Yeah, what? yeah. What do you what do you call the metal band that, that last the other week, Vols? Something of anonymity, mask of anonymity. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, that does sound like an enemy. Yeah, a new, yeah. A new metal band. Yeah. <laughs> well, up, up first, Bart Snake, followed by Armour of Anonymity. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> so, actually, you're going away soon, did you say? Yeah. Are you going fishing? Uh-huh. Not not for a fishing trip, but I, I will be away, will be away. But of course, I'll try and get some fishing in where I can. Yep. So yeah, I'll be harassing the uh, local callop. <laughs> and, yeah, that, oh, that's pretty good, mate. That's, the, that's the, the, the cod are few and far in between, but that'll be. That'll let be me ask. Good. Let me ask you in regards to fly time, mate. If if you know if you were to sit down and tie flies outside of commercial tying, what? fly would you like to work on to uh to to marvel at i suppose yeah hollow flies or the uh, the bob pop techniques are what, what i really enjoy at the moment as well as deer belly hair stacking those can someone hear that um interference no yeah i can hear it but i 
It sounded like someone got in a car, but... Back again. It's back, is it? No, nah, it's gone. Okay, you yeah. Check your connections, now? guys. No, I'm good. I haven't okay. changed one thing. Yeah. That's all right. Um, yeah, right. Sounds like we're going to be fine. So, yeah, sorry. So, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're into, right into all the um, pop flies, yeah? Yeah, I, you know, just like those sort of techniques. Coming from, I don't know, a trout background, I always wanted to tie, tie the, the biggest stuff that I saw, but, you know, no, never... It's back. <laughs> no, that, that interference is back. Can you hear it? Can you hear it, Axe? No, I can't hear it. It must be my... I think my headphones are about to die, so that'll be it. Oh, right. Um, are you got, have you got backups or not? Can you hear me now? Yep. There it is. That's yep. much clearer, mate. Yeah. yeah. That's right. If the laptop's okay, I'll just do it like that, the headphones. I think yeah. we can hear ourselves. No? No, it's good. No. Okay. Thank God. Yeah. Listeners, you are witnessing the behind the scenes of the Intermediate Line podcast. Apparently. Regular programming. So, yeah. Axel, um, you're into the, uh, the pop flies, you're saying, yeah? Yeah, uh, that and the, uh, I don't know, you, you, you got me into the uh, the deer hair stacking. I liked your style of doing it. So, yeah, I picked that up as well in, I don't know, the past year. So I really enjoy that recently. You know, I'm, I'm not bad at tying trout flies, so I don't need to I don't know, practice that stuff so much anymore. So I, th- I think I'm still still practicing on the, the deer hair stacking and the uh, the hollow flies and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, cool. It's uh, it's interesting that the, um, the, the style of flies that grabs – fly tires attention I, I must admit i'm i'm the same like i would um you know i would like to pursue and and keep working on improving natural material flies that's for sure uh, natural materials are where it's at too of course i'm a big big supporter of that i'll always go natural where possible synthetics have their place of course and good for many things like game changers and such yeah and the tape of natural materials is really fascinates me i love it yeah and mm. it, yeah the challenge of handling them too you know they're there's an extra level of skill involved that, you know, that comes through the, you know, the different types of uh, materials. It, it sort of uh, is a bit of extra challenge and, um, you know, it, I think it adds to another dimension. Yeah, definitely. And to bring it full circle back to what Chris was saying to, I don't know, have somebody who knows the material so well supplying them. Yeah, it makes it makes it that much easier to, you know, doing the, uh, the pop flies and such, the, uh, the hollow flies. Having the right bucktail for that, just yeah. to really <laughs> drive the point home. Yeah, it, it's a, it makes such a difference. Axel, is there um, is there a fly that you, I would say that you rate yourself at, but is there a fly that you really enjoy tying, um, because you might do it well, or or you like the materials, or you just just find it easy to tie well? Is there something? Seems you- quite similar to my question, but I'm interested to hear what the answer is. I suppose I don't. Yeah, I, suppose I don't fancy myself good at tying or great at tying the deer hair and the pop flies. Despite you guys make complimenting it, I appreciate it. But I, I, you know, I'm probably, I don't know, happiest tying little trout nymphs and things that I can do without thinking. You know, I still have to. Uh, still makes me sweat tying the uh, the pop flies and do it stacking the deer hair. Mm. It's, uh, it's, it's never gets particularly easy doing that stuff. So what you're saying is that you can be you can be drunk while doing t- trout flies, but you need to be sober while t- doing pop flies. Is that what you're saying? Yep. <laughs> Stacking hair, yeah. I need to be just summed it up, Chris. Definitely, right there. Definitely. I don't yep. want to slip with the blade on that stacked hair either. It's a lot more. Nah. I'm nah, sure. Nah. Yeah, gone into your finger a few times, Chris, as I have too. 
Oh, I have, I have, I don't cut my finger that often, eh? I don't, you know, I always trim with a straight blade too. I don't curve it or do yeah. anything like that, you know? I that's see those, um, run into those, trouble. Hey? That's where you'll run into trouble, bending the blade, doing Yeah, I like used that. to. I used to try and bend it, but like it's just fucking so inaccurate, man. It's so hard to get a nice straight line on anything with anything on the collar or the nose and stuff, I reckon, but I, I like it nice and straight. I see those, um, those razor blade holders. You ever use them? No, I've never used them. I have, yeah, I have seen them. And, but, they, of course, they hold the blade at, I don't know, at a curved angle. Most of them do. So you're kind of stuck with that one angle with those. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't like using it either. I mean, I first learnt um, spinning deer hair, which is different to what we do now with stacking. Yeah. Um, you know, when I used to trim Dahlbergs that I spun the deer hair on, that was, um, I used to curve the blade and cut the head like that. But, yeah, yeah. no, not, not anymore. So yeah, I don't I don't understand those those blade holders. It's just um that they're a they're a classic example in themselves as to um something that's that's brought into the industry by someone who doesn't know how to tie the fly they're intended for, I reckon. Yeah. If, I mean if there was someone who was who was proficient enough to be, you know, um somewhat of a let's say lack of a better term, expert in it or, you know, um, expert is probably not the right term, but someone who was um, who was who was put up on a pedestal for, by by many others. Um, let's say I don't know, maybe that's not the right way to. But you know, someone is good. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> someone is good wouldn't would you wouldn't see using using those things. I don't. I, I follow a few D hair tires, and I don't see any of them using that shit. You know, it's uh, you know, some of the ones that I, I do talk to and stuff like that. Um, occasionally, I've asked them. Do you know? Do you curvy blade? Do you use a straight blade? Everyone uses a straight blade. Who, who trims deer hair well, I reckon, from what I, from what I hear. Yeah, really fucking dishing out to a couple of products tonight. I don't, I don't mean to. <laughs> I don't know where to go with this, man. Yeah. Well, no, it's, it's helpful advice, though, because people will buy that thinking it'll help their, their trimming or whatever. So, no, it's, it's definitely helpful advice. Yeah, look, yeah, right, Vols. It's probably not good for me. I'm just being honest, man. i just... Just being honest, I mean, this to, to full disclaimer, this is just my fucking opinion, man. If you follow the beef with my shit and you don't like it, disregard what I say. Yeah. Fuck off, you know? That's what I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah, not right. fuck off. Okay. That was probably a bit harsh, but, you know, um, I put I put my beef out there for you to uh, <laughs> to, ex- to, to examine. Yeah. To, yeah, to, to Examine evaluate. my beef. Yeah, before before considering evaluated beef. Yeah. yeah, examine my beef before considering my opinion. <laughs> 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 that's what I'd like to put out there and say to you, you folk out there that may be offended to the things that I'm saying. Um, my opinion is not more more better than yours, <laughs> unless you examine my beef. Getting back, we were on deer hair. There's a whole uh, <laughs> myself good way to bring it back. <laughs> a whole bunch of guys that, like you know, it wasn't thing Australia. Only guys like you know yourself or Pip Clement were great deer hair stackers. So you know it's. It's nice to see it picking up, being more of a trend, because I think it's a great, great part of fly tying. Yeah, pips are. Oh, look, man, it's it, it's it'd be a shame to see it get done as a lost art, you know. Even not so much for the uh, art of fly tying, but for the aspect of fishing, you know. That's uh, it's such a great medium as a uh, as an artificial for sure. You know, there's just so many there's just so many benefits to it. You know, there really is. I don't want to go rattling them off, but uh, pips are great ambassador for for um, natural materials. Really good fly tie, real well, well, well versed fisherman, very experienced, um, and just an all around top dude. And now he's um, getting into the the, the deer house sculptures, 
is um is pretty incredible. That's for sure. They always blow me away. You know what he? I love seeing what he comes out with each week. You know, I can never believe it. He's very very innov- innovative in the way he does things too. Yeah, no, I agree. Some of the stuff that he does, like I speak to Pip a fair bit on the phone. Most of the conversations is me going, "How the fuck did you do that, Pip?" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, yeah, that's pretty easy. You just do this." I'm like that, that did not explain. It. He goes, "That's right." Anyway, so um, <laughs> uh, so you know I can figure it out, right? Yeah. It's, uh, anyway, but no, he's um, he's pretty good. That's for sure. Good sport, Pip. It's uh, yeah, good. But yeah, all those natural materials like that, they could easily get lost. We spoke about it on the last show with products that get brought out for, for de-skilling. It happens in every industry. And you know, like if that's that that might suit you for what you want to do for the aspirations you have for the sport that you want to get out of it. But for those that are looking to get more, the uh, you know, the hard path is, is worth carving, I reckon. Yeah, I was about to say that, you know, yeah, they'll get more out of the hard road. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. That's for sure. Like anything. The rewards yeah. are greater. Yeah, yeah. And the thing with natural materials, there's so many intricacies in the in the techniques that that can make all the difference. Whether it's the the uh, the difference for aesthetics or the difference of the performance on the water, you know. And and I know we've we've, we've given flat wings a fair bit a fair bit of time to, to this on these uh, last couple of shows, but it's just it's just a great example of a fly that's that's simple, that um, that. Um, you know, it requires correct technique for it to get to get that action in the water that that it's, that's meant to have. Do you know what I mean? I reckon. I reckon it's a it's a great example of that. I think deceivers are like that too. Clouses are like that as well. You know, but uh, but a flat wing's got it's just so seemingly simple to look at. You look at a picture of one, you go, that just looks no different to tying a deceiver. But so far from it, it really is. Don't you, don't, wouldn't you agree, Volts? After tying one today, yeah. Yeah, it's, there's a lot more to it than you think, um, and getting getting each stage right uh, is is critical to the next stage. Um, you know, you, yeah. Definitely. Well said, mate. I look forward to checking out that video. That sounds good. I've seen a couple, but I haven't seen that longer one you were discussing earlier. So yeah, it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. I um, I saw it when Chris forwarded to me is 54 minutes or something like that i'm like fuck you know what else can i get to do with 54 minutes you know you know half a podcast or or something like that and then um so i did you know i turned the noise down and just fast forward each step but and then um and then by some chance i, I ended up having an uh, you know the time to to listen to it and watch it in its entirety and i'm glad i did yeah great in time of investment it's good i tried skimming it at first too i'm like how hard could this fucking be? And start skimming it. Then I'd go back and I'd be like, I've got to, I've got to, and I just listened to the whole thing as well. I did the same thing. I think if you're going to listen to this podcast and go, I've got to see this video, like, you know, well, like you're saying, actually, you know, just, just, just wait till you got the time to watch the whole thing or watch it in parts. Just watch it first and then, and then tie to it. I reckon. Um, the, a lot of these fly time videos should be that length you know there's a lot more that goes into the fly like you were saying earlier chris yeah and these videos don't have that depth of information some of them shouldn't be you know they shouldn't all be 10 or 5 minutes a lot of them yeah well it's like those um zoom courses i was doing you know like the um a game changer you know it's uh, a game changer was a, a four inch three inch game changer or either side will be either size would be fine but um you know i could not as fast as i could do them that's with m- me coloring him, not letting the class do it, and me putting the eyes on it at the end and stuff like that. Couldn't get out of it for under three hours for all the time it took to explain 
the hydrodynamics, how it swum, you know, why you do certain things and, and, and how you can uh, repeat this uh, technique on every fly or any size fly just to explain everything in, in detail. And that, that video for the flat wings does a great job because you know what, in that, you notice in that video, Volts, like he does say that like, you know, I'm tying specifically for an American eel type pattern right now. And this is the reason I'm doing this to do this for this reason. And yeah, you know, even the color selection he was going through. This is the reason I picked these colors for this reason. For this, you know, it's um, you know, it's uh, it's quite good. I, I find it. Um, I don't really get into it. I've said it on the show before, and I said it to other people. I, I I very rarely. I think that that flat wing is probably the the first fly that I've really sat down on YouTube to learn to tie. You know, um, mm-hmm. I'd be lying if I haven't said I've looked at other fly tying videos, but I've never learned to fly from YouTube. Um, but that's the first one I, I definitely have. That's for sure. And it's um. And it's a very, very comprehensive video, and I think, like you said, Axel, it'd be, it, it's, it's quite, dis, you know, disappointing that there aren't more videos online like that. But you know, like it's a lot of effort to put out. You can see why, you know, like Pat Cohen's stack, stack Deerhead DVD, for example. There's nothing, nothing on YouTube that even comes close to that. You know, I know there's a couple of, um, you know, Deerhead or Dahlberg diver videos and stuff like that, but man, there's nothing like what Pat's done. That that DVD goes for, you know good part of an hour as well and um or probably even longer actually might even go for an hour and a half but it's in great detail about technique i mean he doesn't talk about the fishing so much or he he does he talks about the reason why and why you want it like this for the the fishing application but the way he walks you through the technique for that is um is incredible if you were going to be aspiring to get into deer hair or you thought it was a fly that you you wanted to get into eventually man that that thing's worth its weight in gold. I, I always send people, uh, people think I'm trying to sell something to and I am selling the DVD. Full disclosure, I'm not trying to trick you there. I, I've got to make a living. I bring it in. I don't bring it in because it's, um, you know, good paperweight. I bring it in because it's it's the best tool to have it and I've got to, I've got to load it up and Pat charges me a certain amount of money for it and he, so he should. That's his technique that he's figured out. He he has really revolutionized the stacked deer hair um, game, that's for sure. You know, for Dahlberg, Dahlbergs and deer hair divers, which are the same thing really. But, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, before mm. Pat was around, like, they were loosely spun. You know, they were stacked stacked hair inside, spun deer hair. But he just, he just stacked the whole fucking lot. And it was, just, it was so simple, so perfect, you know? And, he, and it and enabled us to be able to stack deer hair so tight that you could sand it and carve it like balsa wood. It's great, you know? And, and anyone could do that from watching that watching that DVD. That's why that's why I carry it. It's so good. Like, it's, I, I would... There's probably plenty of people who listen to this podcast will know that I've spent I've spent a lot of time with certain people like you know whoever us really going through techniques and going through how how to do stuff and and bettering their fly tying through sharing what I know. But when it comes to someone asking me about deer hair, all I can do is go, mate. I could rattle on about it for an hour if you want, but you, if you 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 need to get this DVD. It's just just the way it is. There's not there's no more comprehensive thing like now, I got. I also got Pat's book as well. Pat was really nice enough to send me that book. I've, I flicked through it once. It's great. It's got some great recipes in it. But like Pat said on the podcast when we had him on there, it's not going to teach you how to do it like that DVD does, that's for sure. Yeah, I can't recommend it, uh, recommend it enough, you know. First first fly was fishable, you know. Yeah. 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 I was mm. the same, man. The first one I did from that was in stark contrast to my best one I've ever done previous to that and off the bat. Like the first one I ever tried from from watching that DVD, instantly. And like, yeah, yeah, instantly. And I didn't have, I didn't have a DVD player in front of me while I was tying. I didn't know that luxury. I had to go out to the lounge room, 
<laughs> watch it on the TV, come into my flight time room and, and, and translate what I, what I learned there. Now, for someone like myself with really bad chronic ADD, you know, like that was a real challenge, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have really bad chronic ADD, although it comes across like that. But I, uh, but I could do. I'm really not saying one way or the other. But it was... Um, it wasn't hard. The point was, it's not hard to understand his techniques. It's not hard to look at that and go, uh-huh. Because it is very simple. It, it is very simple what it, the way his technique is outlined in that DVD, that's for sure. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, definitely not, a, not so simple until you see the DVD, probably. So definitely worth picking it up, checking it yeah. out. Yeah. It's, I mean, I've got Pat's book and I've got Bob's book. I'd like to get Dan's book. But I don't have any other any other books, you know. Like it's uh, those ones seem to cover everything that I do well and truly, whether it's techniques and crossover or or um, what's the word we say, Volts for uh, transferable skills. Yeah. Transferable <laughs> skills, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of pictures in them too, Acres. Yeah. <laughs> well, pictures worth a thousand words, mate. And yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, and so it's, it's technically reading. <laughs> there you go. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So there isn't there isn't Volts books. It's uh, a lot. I know there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast who have gone and got Bob's book from from us mentioning it on the podcast here. Um, you know, we've got no no uh, financial interest in in referring that. It's just a, just a good book. You know, it really is. Get it if you can get it for sure. Yeah, you can stock that one at Beast Brushes, Chris. That's one you should stock. No, I don't. <laughs> Works though. <laughs> yeah, it's not well, yeah, one I didn't own soon enough. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, Axel. Um, back to you, mate. Have you yep. got any um, got any signature flies that you've developed yourself, or you got in a um, in the uh, in the works that you you can share with us? Or I suppose, just... yeah, I suppose my particular flies that you know I developed over years were more in the in the realm of trout trout flies. You know, particular uh -huh. dry flies or nymphs that I would fish. But you no, know, at the moment, you know, I've just got this. Uh, I've been trying to work out this niat and this night half and half at the moment so that's what i've been working on really making it my own it's, you know nice. what do you reckon of the night at the moment oh it's good as you can't beat that big streamers stuff yeah, yeah so yeah just really full patches great length yeah if anyone's yeah hasn't tried the night definitely get onto beast brushes and try it because i don't know if anyone guys that maybe i don't know a newer newer into fly tying wouldn't <laughs> Uh, realize how lucky we are to have like guys like yourself chris bringing in materials like that that we just didn't have ac access to before without paying ridiculous shipping costs from america or europe so oh, yeah. shucks man yeah, thank you you know <laughs> no no, <laughs> no i appreciate it man no, right. it's, um yeah you put a lot of effort in for that for sure good materials do, yeah. do you think actually um the uh say the the internet and and it's uh, the various, you know, medias that is, it's enabled, like social media, podcasts, that sort of videos, YouTube, um, those sort of formats have sped up the learning curve and um, and access to those sort of materials. Exactly. Yeah, I think yeah. you're spot on there. And it's just, just it's, I don't know, sped up the learning process of many people's fly fishing journeys, I'm sure. I don't know. I mean, YouTube was in its infancy when I started, and that still made things so much easier. I can't imagine what it was like when you old boys were getting into it. <laughs> I wish it was around. It'd be, it would have been awesome. That's for sure. But I, I wonder, though, I wonder that um, it would have taken a lot longer to understand the properties of the material and what they did in the water, though, you know? Yeah. I wonder if we were actually at an, at an advantage in those times 
back in black and white television times, you know. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's how I feel. That's how I find myself describing it this stage, this day and age of my life. But uh, um, flies <laughs> for pictures back then, either you know. Fly, I'm pretty sure they were just chipped into stone, mate. Yeah, chipped we into the boat We had this television. It's fair dinkum. It was about eight inches thick. Like it was, it was one of those what like CRTs, cathode ray tubes, or whatever. Those, you know, those old ones. Yeah, of, of course it did. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah. else we used to have, man? We used to have this phone in our house that was attached to the wall, and everyone used the same phone, and it didn't even have a screen. <laughs> you had to dial a number. These things were like round, like pancake nipples. You know, they were big. <laughs> pancake nipples. <laughs> Pancakes, mate, not nipples. Yeah, you said nipples. No, I didn't. Did you did, did he, Axel? <laughs> they were like pancake nipples, I heard it. He did say that. Are <laughs> <laughs> hey, you talking about those those big old areolas phones? Is that what you're saying? Stop it, man. <laughs> <laughs> what colour was your phone? <laughs> like a magenta? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, televisions weren't always flat. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. Dude, you did say it, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I think so. Could just rewind and listen to it. You're lucky, yeah. You, yeah, we've got a recording here to, uh, yeah, verify it. Yeah, mm. verify. Right. Give it, make a point of discussion <laughs> in the future. <laughs> at the next, at the next intermediate line meeting we have, <laughs> staff meeting. <laughs> yeah, we'll take you back to an hour 50 where Volts mentioned uh, nipple phones. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I, I wonder about that. Like, if we didn't have access to that, you know, there's always back, yeah, back in the sure day, I, I, it feels weird to say that. But, you would have learned better. Well, we still had people like explaining things to us, I suppose. Yeah. You know, there was still, you know, there was still people that were saying, well, this is the reason you do this. And, and, and things like that. There were still things, and there were still books, obviously. And, and and it wasn't that hard to find those books. Some somewhat, um, you know, there was catalogs around, magazines and stuff. And the magazines had a lot more information. The sort of same sort of information that gets that might have fallen out of those than it's on the internet now was somewhat in in print back in the day, anyway. You know, um, mm-hmm. so you know, it wasn't wasn't that hard to wasn't that hard to find that learn. But you know, it was it was good to. Um, some of the times I wonder, like in this day and age, like I've mentioned this on the show, whether sometimes I want a fish to eat the fly and that's the thrill of it or the thrill of catching the fish on the fly. Do you know what I mean? Do you understand the difference of what I'm saying there? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so like, I mean, there might be plenty of fish I can go and catch on a clouser, but if I want to go and t- tie a squid with the, the most newest ma- a squid, a shrimp that looks like a squid. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of shrimp flies out that look like squids, don't they? Yeah. 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 If I want to go, yeah. If I want to go tie a shrimp fly or you know, of some sort or a crab or something like that. I mean, sometimes there's probably fish that I could go and catch it on a clouds that I could that I might want to catch on a crab just for the sake of doing it, you know. So, um, in back in the day, back in the old days and stuff, there was more it was more agricultural, I suppose. As to, well, for me, it was in fly selection as far as catching the fish i wanted to catch i learned a lot by just catching the fish rather than now i will go and catch a fish on a fly that's interesting to me do you know what i'm saying like it might, might like a, you know if i tie a triple articulated pink deer hair rat it'd be cool to catch a cod on that for example you know yeah. but if i wanted to catch one i'd just use fucking 
clouds with S factor, you know? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. But you understand the difference, you know what I'm saying? Like, which is a pretty cool part of it as well. Like, I mean, if you want to invent, you know, this um, outlandish fly and, and you want to select the material and you're inventing the wheel there, you really do need to understand, A, the fish's behavior uh, and, and B, the properties of the material you're selecting uh, to make that fly. And that's a real thrill in fly fishing as well for me. I really like that. Yeah, it's um, fair. But I think that I wonder, I wonder about that influence, and it might have come in at a good time. Um, you know, yourself included, Volts. Like you know, we, we kind of, kind of saw a little bit of the old school, and mm. and and a thing uh, the you know what's happening now in stark contrast to 20 years ago. That's for sure. I think I think it's easier to learn now. It's easier to access decent information, and it's easier to follow the beef. Like in when I started, it was sort of like, you know, I go go talk to that guy or buy that book. You know, they were, they were trusted sources of information, but, mm. you know, sometimes that guy didn't want to tell you something or that guy would only tell you something if you bought something off him. And, you know, looking back now and, and seeing what was available, a lot of the things a lot of the things they sold you was because that's all they had that was available. So, yeah, yeah, we've all got, you know, or tackle shop owners in mind when we reflect on that comment yeah you know um yeah mate that'll that's exactly what you need you can never get the results like they did or you know results like the book because it wasn't what you needed you know like it was just what they had yeah um, <clears throat> yeah so, had to get real. yeah 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 no i hear you saying i, I think it sorry I, I didn't mean to interrupt if you had something to say actually well, i just felt it pertinent to say that um you know i respectfully disagree about it being well I, I agree but i think there's also an aspect that makes it harder at this point in time you know because there is so many directions to turn you know what i'm saying you said that it's it might be easier now to to pick up on fly fishing and, fly, and perhaps fly tying as well you might have meant in there as well but i think it's probably it could be more challenging you know because there's there's people of, of influence that are um that are that that could easily direct your attention um I'm purposely not naming names because I really don't want it to to bring out like that. But there's 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 people of of, of influence now that could easily direct pe people of new the sports attention that people of experience can see straight through. You know they don't they're not falling for that pitfall. You know and and those people who are of influence are probably not intentionally creating that trap for people or intentionally creating that scenario because this whole thing is so fucking new still right now. This social media and social media influences and stuff like that like i mean like steve morgan said like um the guys who got sponsored in the past with with print were were journalists you know the, the really good fishermen weren't getting getting looked after and to some degree that's sort of what's happening now still except it's not companies propping those people up they've got the ability to prop themselves up just through being um savvy with 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 modern media you know in themselves they can do it themselves you know it's it's crazy i mean the the, the most popular tv channel in the world is, is youtube and you don't even need to like apply to be on it. You can just do it, you know. So out yeah. of that, out of that becomes it comes through like a, a form of natural selection, I suppose. Um, and as natural selection isn't isn't sort of, unfortunately, isn't um, um, isn't reliant on on talent of of what you're trying to view. It becomes it becomes what's entertaining. You know what I'm saying? So let's say that you're learning. And you're watching someone who's good at their YouTube channel who provides in interesting and entertaining content, uh, or great photos even in stills. It's very hard. I, I would imagine if you're starting out, it'd be very hard not to pay attention to what 
you know those people are doing because they're usually providing a lot of content consistent content and great content mm-hmm. but I can tell you right now that there's a lot of people that, that I speak to have been fly fishing as long or longer or not as long that, than me that who are still very experienced at it that um that can see right through that sort of shit that's for sure and it's um it, I, I makes me feel sorry for the people that are starting that have got got that many options to not know where to turn like I mean you could see you could imagine people sitting there and going ah well, what the fuck am I meant to pay attention? You're telling me that's good, and you're telling me you're good, and you're telling me this is the best, and this person says this is the best. How the fuck are you meant to tell what's really there? You know. So sometimes maybe when you've only got that one fly shop that's um that's t- t- selling you what they have in stock, maybe I mean it might not have been the right stuff at the time, but you know it, it enabled you to get out in the water with with confidence and with that's all I've got access to. Maybe. That, yeah, that's a and, good um, point. That's a great counterpoint. You. Confidence catches fish. You give people confidence. Yeah, mate. You, you know that that bright red and green, you know, candy will slay them. You know, and you go out there and you throw it and you throw it and you throw it. And eventually, you catch something. Sort of like a, an Alflexo. And you know, um, and it sort of becomes what, Talk about what that works. South, South African belly cake. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got, I've got a question. holder. Yeah, I got a question for you, for you both. I wanted to answer it separately. I'm going to ask it to um, go Axe. To, yep. to Axe first, and then 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 Chris. Axe, what wins your respect? What do you admire in 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 other fly tires, mate? Uh, I suppose functionality, but just yep. kind of general neatness. Uh huh. As much as I, yeah, I suppose functionality being the most important thing. Like nothing else. I don't know. I like fl- flies that look nice. They're important. But, yep. yeah, I don't know, functionality being the main thing. There's so much, like Chris was saying, just back to that point, there's so much bullshit to wade through on social media and on the internet now. The, do, you, do you do appreciate transparency? Like, you know, when someone lays out, this uh, is why I do this, is I that think, something? I think that's, yeah, super important. And that's why, I don't know, I appreciate the way Chris goes about it. Versus someone like myself is I don't speak a lot about why I do certain things because I don't feel that I'm in a position where I should be teaching other people. I think that's more for people who have been doing it longer. That's why I don't, I don't know if yeah. you, I don't know, might have seen in my posts is I don't, yeah, talk about a lot about why I do some things. That, that's that's interesting and I realise, you know, I can certainly identify with that. That's me too. I, I certainly needed a lot of convincing, for example, to get into the podcast. The last thing I want is people to think that I'm positioning myself as an expert. That's not exact. It's not what I'm doing. I'm, I'm sharing. I'm representing. Um, I don't. I don't think I actually have a strength in a lot of these things. But other than you know bringing people together, um, and you know, and I realise I should at this point, at this juncture, I realise I should thank you for taking the opportunity to come on too. Like I know this would have been maybe something that's outside your usual brief. Um, so, you know, I'd certainly, um, thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing. I'm, I've really enjoyed talking with you. Oh, no, you're too kind, but yeah, I can't be thankful enough for coming on. You know, I'm a long time listener. Thanks, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah it's weird. Are you, are you closing the show up? I thought you were asking both of us this question. No, no, I was just taking this opportunity to thank you, man. <laughs> wasn't closing up. Yeah. Oh, no, that's cool. That's cool. Well, well, I want to take this opportunity to say I think you've got a great haircut, too. And uh, people can't see him, though, man. They won't know what you're talking about. No, no, but they'll know now, though. He looks like Professor Snape, you know. From, uh... It's getting a bit long <laughs> top at the moment, all right? Just give me a minute. <laughs> Could you talk down to us a little bit more in your in your tone there, Axel? <laughs> Just I want to see if Bolts is um, making a point there. Gentlemen, 
ripping out Kurt Busch's locks. <laughs> you got great yeah. hair, man. I'm jealous. Yeah. Great, great hair, mate. <laughs> Got to keep myself warm this time of year down here, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> don't let, look, man. Don't let, I've spoken to this on the show before. I don't even heard it. Yeah, don't, don't let Volti, you know, corral the conversation to suit himself, mate. Okay. You'll never, <laughs> you'll never win, mate. You know, like he, he's, he started this direction an hour ago. I reckon, you know, he knew he was going to cop me on his hair an hour ago, on your hair an hour ago. He's he got a, you know, you know what I'm saying? Two hours ago. It's the first time I saw him, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Wait, though. It's a slow burn. It's all right. It is a slow burn, mate. But, yeah. but getting back to you, Chris, your opinion, I know. Chris. Yeah. What, what are you, um, that question I asked, Axel, I've sort of forgotten how I worded it, but. What are you taking uh, fly tire, Chris? What are you? Well, saying? like like Axel said from Paradise City down there, you know. Um... <laughs> I um, you know, I often think I often think that some of those flies I say I say to myself, "You could be mine," you know. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> it's not a Chinese democracy, if you know what I'm saying, you know. I oh, know, um, I know. But what what about you, Chris? Do you, do you ever knock out a fly and go, man, that that's a real sweet child of mine? There, you know, is that something? You... <laughs> Some of them I do it, and they just like the spaghetti incident, you know. <laughs> I look at it and go, well, that's an incident, but. Uh... <laughs> and sometimes I think to myself, geez, Chris, you've just got an appetite for destruction, eh? <laughs> Yeah, but sometimes I'm like, I just need to stop and take a slash and then come back and then I, um... I've got to be honest, it's the first album I owned. That's okay. How could uh-huh. it not be the name, like Axel? What's that, what's that, mate? How could it not be the first album I owned as well? Oh, so- man. I, I apologise, Axe, man. It's, um, it's you know, I didn't know that Volti was going to start doing this, but once I, once I saw the blood in the water, I had to get involved. I, I didn't know either. I just thought, holy shit, you know, he's... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know many axles, you know. So, yeah. yeah. Right, so I appreciate. Well, yeah. well, the only advice I can give you, Axel, is you know, just give us a little patience, mate. You know. <laughs> <laughs> You've got that canned laughter again. You got that- <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course I don't, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really, it's really ironic that you know Chris and I like getting people connected, but. You know, Axel just links up with two wheels. But anyway. <laughs> Come on, dude. So, okay, get back to the question. I can't remember your question. What was it? I can't either, man. <laughs> something about, uh, can you remember what he said? It was about what gets me pumped about someone else's fly or something like that. Is that what you said? And I've got something to add there, Chris. You, uh, yeah, you, you must see a lot of your own influence in other people's time. Do you appreciate that? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> um. But I mean, I'll say, so guys like myself who are so influenced by you, like I have to try and, I don't know, make my flies not look like yours. Because they work for a reason, so sometimes they have to look like the uh, the Chris Adams original. All right, let, let, me, let me put it this way, okay? Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sort of a, a double-edged sword with that with me, I guess. Um, I, I, the same reason I like showing up this podcast every week and, and not getting paid for it to um to to uh, try and steer people in a direction that they uh, that they can you know they can make their own path you know within fly fishing, and um and, and not to be 
I don't think they should have anyone should have any heroes, so to speak, in in fly fishing. I think unless you're fishing next to someone uh, and and you want to replicate what they're doing in that particular situation, um, and the same might go for fly tying. I think that's I think that's the only time you could be you know, in, in a position to copy someone, so to speak. You know, mm-hmm. um, I I do like. Um, like putting that practicality out into the uh, fly tire sphere, you know what I'm saying? So when people do uh, might see the practicality in a, in a flight on tie, like you know, like I've seen you tie, yeah, some, like you said, some of the flies that like uh, I might have um, tweaked my own way based on my own experience on the water, like like bend back to sea or something like that. Like, I mean, those mm-hmm. fish, those flies have caught fucking hundreds of fucking variations of fish for 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 my customers and myself, and I, I tied a certain way based on my own fishing experience. And when I see other people tie like that, I think they've, they've, I, I've put enough beef out in the water for people to um, to make that decision to spend the time and go in that direction, which is cool. I like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I do like that. But, but what I what I, what I I do what do gets my goat about is that people that, that, um, that don't acknowledge other fly tires, you know? And, um, and, and uh, you know, um, I'm lucky enough to, to have come up with, and I know, I know how this sounds, and I really... Fucking hate when people say speak like this, but um, but you're putting me in this position to sort of not to to not to not dance around, I suppose. But I have come up with a few different flies in Australian flies for Australian species that have all caught fish before I've put them out. On there has been some flies I've put out there on on social media that haven't caught fish as a as a sort of flag in the moon to go look at this idea before someone else comes up and does it, I suppose, which I shouldn't have done, but plenty mm-hmm. more hasn't happened. But when I've I've put a fly out there that's caught fish and, and then other people tie it to catch fish when they understand the situation I'm doing. That's pretty cool. When people um, people don't give other people credit for, for what they've done or, uh, or, or, you know, or pretended to have invented the wheel, you know, like I guess I don't really like that, you know. I, and it's not that it does, it pisses me off because I've got a very simple way of dealing with that. I just block them and from social you media. Block it, yeah. yeah. Just go and, live and let die. Yeah, you know? yeah, live and let die. <laughs> So I don't know if I'm answering your question there, man, but that's how I feel when uh, if if I if I see people that that may be oh, fuck it feels weird to say Axel when you when you put it like that um, might might be influenced by some of the shit that I do, you know. Um, I hope I'm influencing, if anything, in the direction to improve their fishing and time on the water and just to like the sport, you know. Yeah. And and if fly tying's a part of that, well then yeah, cool. That might be a better way to put it, I guess you could say. So basically, you don't cry. <laughs> Come on, man. We're, are we still doing this? Oh, it's so easy. You know? it's... <laughs> oh man, you know what? Some of these jokes are just knocking on heaven's door, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you're crazy. <laughs> Don't hey, cry. Me, mate. <laughs> tell me about South Australia. Is it all dust and bones? Oh <laughs> 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 <Are> yeah. <you? laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Axel. I, I feel like I'm in a classroom and I'm not meant to be laughing. That's what's making it even funny. <laughs> so much double talk and jive. So. <laughs> That's right. Guns and Roses with your guys' era. I don't expect any less. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, man. Just got out of hand. It's... <laughs> no, I don't know. I think we ticked yeah. most of the boxes here, like Onka Paringa and you know, <laughs> all the Gunners songs, a few few favourite movies. Um, we haven't spoken about teeth, but uh, there's there's always room for that another another time, I guess. Yeah. 
got yeah, I've got a pretty aggressive dentition on me. <laughs> <laughs> Can't tell you can contagious or whatever it is. Anadromous. Anadromous. <laughs> So good. Nah, yeah. look, I think, um, uh, look, man, we, we got you on to have it come on as a, I mean, if people are sort of listening to this and thinking, oh, geez, fuck, these guys talked over a lot of Axel's interview, but we, we wanted to get you on as a, as a roundtable discussion to talk about fly tying. Um, yeah. we, uh, uh, listeners may not realize this, but, um, but the, uh, three bullet points we came into the podcast, we got it consumed within the first 20 minutes of the uh, conversation. <laughs> so I think we've done pretty good to wing it from this point on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. As long as it's on par with the fly line special, I'll be happy. <laughs> oh, no, nah, man. It's way better than the fly line special. I didn't get why people ripped it. I thought it was all right. You know, you guys, really? You guys cop more shit. You know, I, I can listen to you guys just waffle crap and it's all right. You know? yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, it was pretty bad. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all right. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> Not so easy, eh? You know, sometimes it's. <laughs> <laughs> you know do we so, have a fishing plan this week gentlemen what's that sorry do you have any fishing planned this week uh yeah i've got uh i got some good tides coming up for uh for jewfish yeah. and um i'm gonna give that another crack at an all-nighter so the next week you might hear me come back and go yeah. you know, i've been up all night nothing <laughs> again but, uh, i hope i don't but um you know i'm i'm enjoying that it's uh it's 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 um it's not good for Instagram content, but um, I'm it's uh, it's definitely good for my fishing, that's for sure. That's just a grind I'm starting to appreciate more the uh, the Jewfish grind and those yeah, nighttime pictures on, on Instagram don't do it justice for the amount of work that goes into it. I've got massive respect for the guys who catch them regularly, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the funny thing is, mate, although you'll see you know, some people with um, uh, no one catches them, right? People catch them. When you say catch them regularly, you can't say they go out every time and catch them. You no. know what I mean? It's uh, you know, people who catch them regularly might get you know decent numbers of, <laughs> particularly on lures. You know, like maybe ten or twelve a season of decent fish. I mean, ratfish or non-legal fish don't really count in in my opinion. I mean, they do, but yeah. they don't really count at the same time because everyone's chasing. They're such a big fish for a legal fish, and they can get pretty big. So it's that. It's that trophy that I was spending the time on this year. Like, there's there's a couple of systems I know I can go to where I could go and pick out on ratfish. In fact, I have a couple of times, and I just don't even take photos of them. You know, it's not because um, I, I don't rate that. It's just that, like, you know, like I don't know. Fuck, I've, I've yeah, um, you know, it's just not all about taking photos and putting it on Instagram for me either. You know, but uh, I, I mean, if I catch a trophy, I definitely will. But just that that journey of of, of chasing that trophy, I'm enjoying that at the moment. You know, like walking over smaller easier fisheries that don't hold those fish to for uh, for bigger more challenging and more demanding fisheries that do hold those fish you know what i'm saying no definitely yeah mm. such a hell man have i expressed that enough lots of words yeah it's been <laughs> hell man or idiot you know like uh the jury's out a lot of people a lot of people don't understand. it's not for everyone eh? it's, and i wouldn't expect yeah. it to be i don't find a lot of people that want to participate in it yeah, with me that's for sure so it's um yeah, which is sometimes pretty hard. And um, yeah, pretty hard. Pretty hard being out in the water by yourself at you know four a.m. You know that partial vaults to the. Uh... Oh, I don't mind actually. When when I do make it out, it's not too bad. It's the morning after that's a killer, and um, 
uh, in my my home situation, sort of it's it's pretty uh, yeah. challenging to get get these sort of times off. You know, yeah. So yeah, it's understandable. It's, yeah. Don't know how Chris does it, you know, and then turns around the next day. Yeah, it's a, that's why he's crazy. Uh, fuck, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> opinionated and cranky are two different things man yeah well yeah <clears throat> i guess but yeah that you, t- you carry them you carry it well mate you're well balanced there's a there's a chip on both shoulders those mornings so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'd love to be able to have the next day off with those things it'd be great to line up but you know the problem with being a business owner is having so many bosses <laughs> <laughs> it's true man you're seeing for your business every fucking day you yep know? yeah yeah, so you know, but um, well, you know, it is uh, it is a good time. So, uh, um, so I answered that question. How about you, Volts? Yeah, yeah, mate. Um, gonna go, gonna go tiger fishing in the middle of winter again. <laughs> <laughs> I had been working up until now, um, but uh, no, I was meant to go carp fishing yesterday morning actually, but uh, that that sudden rainstorm that fucked up everything, mate. So, um, yeah didn't happen yeah um and uh that's about it yeah i saturday sunday i've got family commitments and work all around that so yeah it's gonna be a tough one mm. no yeah. vision for you no not this weekend yeah what about you axel yeah i'll get in the get in the kayak and chase some uh some yellow bellies and some carp but that's about it yeah good stuff mate so, okay. good stuff can we can we see some photos on your page if you get some, or is it just yeah. up? I'll start putting stuff up eventually, yeah. <laughs> once in a while. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm trying to be better with the social media. I'm not really much of a social media guy, so yeah, I'm trying. I'm here, man. I, I don't. It doesn't come natural. I just sometimes I put stuff up, sometimes I don't. You know, but um, yeah. it, it, I guess one of the traps with um, with I don't know the social media generation is if, if they don't see it happen. Um, yeah. they don't think it happened and yeah. you know <laughs> and you know if, if you dare put up a photo from yesteryear you're, you're labelled boring and you, you're copper caning so you know um, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, those snaps of young I would people. never call that out <laughs> yeah <clears throat> sorry sorry Axel I think your your old snaps are much more interesting. Or you know, not much more interesting, but you know, I find your your historical pictures as interesting. Votes. Have you noticed in those old pictures he flexes a lot though? <laughs> yeah, he's got biceps going. Like he does, he's got a lot of duck faces and stuff like that. Real <laughs> <laughs> heavy tuna. Oh, man, they are, they man. look heavy, yeah. Tuna. You know, you need need them big guns to lift them into the boat. You Big know? jagger tuna. <laughs> <laughs> so good, I love yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, well, you know that's that's the way it is. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm actually not tying, uh, as you know, like not tying the commercial flies anymore. So I'm, um, yeah, I'm enjoying getting into new flies, which is part of the reason I've learned the flat wings. I'm not to bring up, oh my god, flat wings are fucking again. We don't want to make it uh, Chris Game Changer Adams on the Chris Flatwing Adams or anything like that. But um, um, yeah, I'm just enjoying learning new flies. I guess now. Um, tied literally fucking thousands of game changers as a commercial tour. You're gonna get into some trout flies then in the near future as well, Chris. Um, do trout eat ten to fifteen inch flies? <laughs> not until they not until they man up a bit and start eating bigger flies. No, they eat, they eat some pretty big shit. I'd, I'd swing some big stuff for for um trout. I reckon that'd be fun as. 
yeah, I'd actually like, I'd like, you know, I didn't get to New Zealand this past year, but yeah, I'm keen to get back and throw some big meaty streamers next year. I'd love to see, you know, like the side fishing aspect of it, to, to swing a streamer in front of a trout and watch it change its mood, chase it down and, and smash it. I reckon that'd be pretty cool. Is that what is that what streamer fishing is about for trout or is it just blind casting deeper pools? Well, it's, it's blind casting is what I'm aware of, but yeah, if you were to do it in New Zealand where you can, you know, side cast some, some massive fish, it'd be interesting to see how they react because I've never fished for them like that before. Well, that's interesting. I don't know if I would um, lean towards streamer fishing if I could if I was giving up sight fishing for yeah. streamer fishing, you know? You could sight fish with a streamer. I mean, you could throw your streamer in front of it and see how it reacts. That would be the most interesting part to me. That's what I love I- about you know, the rivers in New Zealand is so clear. You can see everything that fish is doing. I wonder if people actually know that that's when we're talking about sight fishing up here mm-hmm. for a certain species, that that's what we're talking about, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, when we're fishing streamers up here for saltwater and freshwater fish, when we, when, when we talk about sight fishing, we're actually putting the fly in front of the fish, watching it change its mood and watching it actually eat that streamer, you know? Yeah. Not not casting to a boil or a likely area where you think they might be, or a smudge or a splash, you know, like that. Yeah. That's not sight fishing. Yeah, or sight a fishing. Yeah. yeah, or a log, yeah, or pylon for brim, you know. You, you know what I mean? Isn't that an inter- interesting yeah. definition, eh? Like it's, you find that people say around these days, oh, I sight fished it, you know, like it's yeah, yeah. I yeah. saw it before I cast to it, you know. Yeah, not, not 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 sight fishing. Yeah, well, you saw the school of tuna. Did you? See, you know, like. It's it's a weird one, eh? um, and it's one of those shades of grey things. You don't want to come down too hard because everyone's having fun. And, oh, they're yeah. having fun, but it's just yeah. it's. I guess it's more of a point of interest how that word is that phrase as a, a mm. as evolved. It's very true. Yeah. I suppose you could say sight fishing for fishing for a school of tuna, but you know you're not you haven't seen that fish. But yeah, I suppose you guess you are sight fishing still. That's why it's um that's why it's a grey area because like you know like for me the definition of sight fishing would mean a single fish. That yeah. um that you that you're changing its mood by putting a fly in front of its face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. For lack of that's a pretty good way to describe it, I guess. You know, it doesn't have to be. I mean, doesn't have to be in in, in skinny water. It could be a, a fish up in up really high in deep water for all that matters. But yeah. um, but one way or the other, it's picking off an individual fish, not a school of fish or a group of fish, and um and targeting that one fish to to get that fish to eat. Yeah, that's um. That's that's that in itself is uh, sight fishing for me. Like seeing the fish before it sees you, and putting a cast in, and yeah, watching it change its mood. That's why I actually love whiting fishing, even though it's you know small flats. You know, it's basically you know fishing for baby bones is the way I you know see it. I think they're all yeah they're an awesome little fish to fish for because you can yeah probably watch their reaction. You know, they chase the fly. They're awesome fun. Yeah, well, that's pretty cool, man. I don't think there's a, a fish on the planet that wouldn't be fun to sight fish for. In the true meaning of the well, in what I would what I would just describe as sight fishing, for my personal opinion, mm. you know, how about you, Vols? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I don't think it's um, I'm, yeah, I'll stay in my lane. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? Yeah. I didn't really understand the question, man. It's sort of like you watching looking at porn or something. Well, I, I'll be I'll be straight honest with you. I just read. Uh, Paul Gallon got knocked the fuck out in the tenth. Oh, round. good. Yeah. Did you hear the way he spoke that dude in the press conference? Yeah, I know. Yeah. God, that must be embarrassing to be a New South Welshman when you hear someone like that represent your state. <laughs> and then to get knocked out like that—that's awesome. Was he awesome. a lot of shit? Was he? Yeah. Oh, he was—he was so rude, yeah. so rude. You know, just, just 
it just goes beyond the beyond the fight entertainment. Eh? It's just just uh-huh. people. Who, yeah, it's so disgusting to watch such a lack of respect in that game. It's just terrible. Eh? Yeah, but good. I don't get the yeah. I suppose it attracts some people, but that lack of sportsmanship in combat sports never interests me. Oh, it's just the, the yeah. fight game's interesting. You know, like they got to talk up so that they get the pay per views. You know, like they want to generate interest and all that. But these guys were bickering over whose image was used in the in the lead up to it, and you know, Gallon was getting an eighty five percent split mm-hmm. of the of the purse. You know, like that's phenomenally. Disrespectful. This other guy's a hell of a boxer. Gallon was saying, "Yeah, Gallon was saying to him, like, I don't know his name. He's dude from Sunnybank, right? Yeah, in, yeah. In Queensland. So, um, yeah, he was saying, he said to me at the press conference, you know, your dreams of being an Olympic boxer, mate. I'm here to smash him. I want to hurt you. I want to do so much damage that your dreams are gone. And his dad, and his dad was sitting next to me, piped up and he goes, he just told him to shut the fuck up, mate. There, nothing worse than watching you live a failed NRL career through your son and stuff <laughs> like that. Just so fucking rude, man. You know, cool." <laughs> You know, and, and and just and like he, yeah, just yeah, watch it. It'll be on YouTube. You look at you, you're a disgusting animal, Paul Gallon. You know. Yeah, people forget one thing about Paul Gallon. He was um, he was dirty. Like he poked players, he pinched, he punched. He was he, you know, he even had a racist comment. You know, made racist comments about people on another team. Yeah. Um, just not a nice dude, you know. But it's funny how he's still sort of held up and exalted as some sort of champion. You know, might have been a good player, and he might not, might not know when to stay down. He might, might, you know, might have a big heart, obviously, in that he um, doesn't give up easily. But you know, for what, 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 how much do you have to overlook to admire someone? Oh, he's a grub, just a yeah. full grub. You know, I'm so glad to hear he got knocked out. You know, it's um, yeah, you know, I'm more, I'm more happy for uh, for that duty one than um, after the after the shit talk that went on. Yeah, you know, the disrespectful shit talk, that's for sure. Then what happened, um, then, then him actually getting, you know, happy for him getting knocked out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It sounded like you played with him for 10 rounds and then got him in the end, you know? Good. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to watch that one. He did fuck him around for, yeah, he did say te- round 10. Yeah. Did he? He did play with him, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be better than the um, than the, than the uh, Mayweather and YouTube dude fight. That was, that was terrible. <laughs> that was fucking horrible. I don't even give him the time of day. Jesus, that's just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. I had to see it. Just yeah, it was um, I just wanted to. I just wanted to see whether knocked him out at one point. What's that? Sorry. There's a point where Mayweather actually knocked him out. People really? say, yeah, because he's like holding him up against the ropes. He like he oh. comes back, but yeah, there's a point where Mayweather you know properly properly stuns him. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the stats were super interesting on that. It was something like um, <laughs> I I think Mayweather got like something like an eighty percent. You know, connection rate and like um, I can't. What's it? What's that? Do his name? The uh, YouTuber, Logan Paul. Logan Paul. Yeah, got something like fifteen percent or something like that. <laughs> While punches landed. It, was, it looked ridiculous. It was such a circus spectacle. It's like, like yeah, like he hit his head in there. It was ridiculous. Man, they chucked you and me in a ring, Chris. <laughs> well, it'd probably be the same height difference anyway. I reckon. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but. Ridiculous. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't. I, yeah, it's it's hard to walk around when I'm so much taller than everyone. Actually, you know, but um, <laughs> six four, maybe yeah. six four and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I think that's being conservative. I haven't I haven't measured myself since grade, you know, like high school. But you know, like um, yeah. I was six five in year nine. I'm probably closer to six seven and six eight now. I reckon. Yeah, you, you don't stop growing ever. Hey, I don't care nah. what people say. 
<laughs> Particularly when you're alpha and you're full of testosterone and human growth yeah. hormone, just keep going. Just yeah. keep growing. And once you stop, stop your your frame stops growing. That's when your hair starts growing out of like your back and stuff like that, right? That's true. That's when you know you're truly tall is when you outgrow your hair. Yeah, you, know? yeah. <laughs> you leave it behind. You leave it at a certain height. Yeah, like when your lower back, your neck, your body. Let's wrap this puppy up, guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think Axel's well worried now. He's going to get a hairy ass as he keeps growing. But yeah, <laughs> all these to look forward to. Yeah, oh, you just won't slip out of your kayak as easy, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh Rich. man, it's interesting. <laughs> hey, hey, thanks for putting up with us, Axel. Appreciate thanks it, mate. Having me, guys. It's been it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Axel, I want to apologize on behalf of uh, myself and Volts and all the staff here at the uh, Intermediate Line podcast uh, for all the uh, Guns N' Roses references, mate. Um, it was uncalled for. It was unprofessional. And, you know, there was a point there where I realized you didn't enjoy it and I should have said more. <laughs> I mean, not more not more references. I should have said more to <laughs> shut Volts here and myself. Yeah. Could have got more in there. Although, yeah, I think you, I think you got them all. <laughs> <laughs> got all their hits. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, no, I'm not doing it anymore. Um, <laughs> cool. All right. Well, let's um, we, yeah, let, let's sign off with this this song by this band, Guns N' Roses, guys. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Oh, I just forgot something just before we go. Um, Dylan from Dill's Hand Tie Flies, uh, fellow Australian fly tire, uh, also found the co-op with Axel and Axel's flies and stuff like that, is also um, give it, doing a giveaway promo at the moment. So um, I should have said it at the beginning of the show, and I apologise, Dylan, if you listen, man, but, um, you know, professionalism isn't what our strong suit here. Um, <laughs> so Dylan has reached... For the note, reaching he's reached a thousand followers on his Instagram page, and he's going to give away a pack. So, in the, over the next week, so this show launches on Saturday. So over the next week, you just make a purchase through Beast Brushes. Doesn't matter if it's one dollar, it doesn't matter, or a million dollars, which would be great. Send Ben a million dollars. You're going to give away a game changer, two of his tan shrimp, one Flexo, and one VGDC to some lucky recipient. That sounds pretty good, man. Pretty sure I said recipient. What did I say? Recipient. Don't I? Again, yeah. that game changer though, definitely. Yeah, it's yeah. a pretty, it's a pretty good deal, man. We got some mate guys like you, Axel, Chad, Dylan. You know, I mean, like, I mean, I mean, there's others I'm missing, but that's just off the top of my head right now. Like, it's, I mean, we got some fucking incredible fly tires in Australia. You know, we really do, and it's um, and and we're really lucky. So, in saying that, this is the real goodbye for the show now. <laughs> Say goodbye, guys. Bye. See ya.